Episode 423 of the PlayStation Nation podcast. It's really early. We usually start an hour and a half from now. So I don't know what we're going to do because I think we're both kind of awake still. <coughs> you're freak- I just want to be awake by the end. Yeah, you're freaking me out, man. Of course, I had to skip dinner for that. And I'm going I'm to wither away to nothing. I'm telling you right mm-hmm. now. Uh, but uh, yeah, 423, me, I'm Glenn. That's Josh. Hello. It's early. The sun's still out. Hello. Hello. A little weird. Anyway, uh, this week new releases, uh, a bunch of news items. Holy crap, uh, what we're playing and watching. Josh's apparently immense review of Dynasty Warriors 8 Empires. No, it's not going to be immense. Oh, okay. Uh, My review so far of Project Cars, because I have not had a chance, obviously, to play the multiplayer online uh, with U.S. servers yet, so I want to hold off on the full review for that until then. And then, surprise, uh, I didn't know this was happening, but Josh is reviewing... Uh, season one DVD of CPO Sharky. What the frick, man? You're getting all the good stuff. Well, and Broadchurch, I I can't review it, but it comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, two disc DVD set. Wait, Let me just say if it comes what? out tomorrow. Oh, you haven't watched it yet. No. Oh, okay, I was just say if it comes out tomorrow, why can't you review it? No. All right. Um, what I can say is that it's a two disc set. It's only on DVD, which is kind of a bummer. The fuck. Yeah. Um, but it includes, uh, cast and crew interviews, some deleted scenes and making a broad church. Mm. So it's got some stuff on it. Yeah. But I'm uh, not really sure that's a show that I really need too much behind the scenes stuff on. Well, eh. it's David Tennant. Yeah. I'm always happy to see more of him. True. True. I'm fine with behind the scenes and cast and crew stuff. Mm. So yeah. It's the suggested retail price is thirty nine ninety eight. What are they selling at Walmart? <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, thirty nine ninety eight. And yeah, I'm still I'm still thrown by it not being on Blu-ray. Um, that is really odd. Yeah. Yeah. Usually every BBC show is on Blu-ray because they're always yeah. shot so damn well. But this one is not from BBC America. It's a different distributor that's actually putting it out. Well, yeah, I understand that, but you would think that there'd be something in the contract saying you have to put this out on Blu-ray. Yeah. Guess not. I guess not. All right. <laughs> All yeah. righty then. So, yeah, I, maybe I can review that next week, but that's going to be competing with, <laughs> get ready for this, uh, Rogue Season 2. Remember Rogue Season 1? No. Tandy Newton? Oh, yeah. Uh, The the one that is uh, made for Dish Network, exclusive to Dish Network. Right. Yeah, I remember you were. So we had never heard of it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, season two showed up. So. (laughs) Jesus. And like I said, in my review for season one, I don't know how they're going to do this because season one was a very self contained story, had a logical beginning and end, and that was that. (laughs) <laughs> so well, that's kind of how I felt about Broadchurch. Yeah, I I don't know where they're going on this. I, so yeah, so it's kind of odd. That and get ready for the biggest oddball out of left field. A show I have never even heard of, oh, but was apparently on network TV. Okay, I think on NBC. Um, I don't know where the paper is on it, but yeah, it's called Welcome to Sweden. 
heard of it. I don't. Okay. I don't think I ever watched it. <laughs> it's from Greg Poehler. It's from Amy Poehler's brother. Right. Okay. He wrote it and he stars in it, and it's kind of based on his real life. Okay. Um. So it's the story of an accountant who falls in love with this sexy Swedish girlfriend Emma, mm-hmm. and for one reason or another she has to move back to sweden i think for work so he says all right i'm gonna go with you and he moves back to it's a fish out of water thing so he moves to sweden with her and he's completely he doesn't speak the language he's completely baffled by everything and it kind of sounds like that netflix uh show with with uh what's his name uh van zant from Bruce Springsteen's oh, band? Yeah. Um, Lily Hammer. Yeah, Lily Hammer. Kind of sounds like that. A little bit. But this one's like a comedy, love comedy, love story comedy, blah, blah. So. Yeah. It sounds it sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. I, I, I opened it up and I went, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was completely like, and then I see, you know. The NBC show, I'm like, NBC, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was completely lost on this. And actually, when I got it, I, I was out, I was working. And I was with the guy I work with. We were going around the area here. Okay. And we drove past my house. And I said, wait, 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 there's a package out there. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> and I ran up to the door and I picked it up and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, what? I'm like, it, it's review stuff i don't know what it is and i was all excited and i opened it up and i'm like huh what the hell is this (laughs) and i looked at it and he's like what is that and i opened the thing i said well it's an nbc show he's like i've never heard of that in my life i said i've never heard of it either if it was like a mid-season replacement but even then i just don't i don't i don't watch network tv pretty much at all so it uh was on july thursday july 10th was the premiere last year Okay. So that's why nobody watches uh, TV in the summer. <laughs> two seasons. Well, two seasons. Oh, well, my God. Well, this is the complete first season. DVD, again, these are all DVD. All right. Rogue and this and CPO Sharky, everything. And this is the DVDs. only show that he's ever been in. Yeah. Yeah, I figured that. Hmm. I I just... I figured, you know, he's got Amy Poehler as his sister, and he's like, hey, I'm going to write this thing, and it's about my well, life. And she's like, yeah, do it. But I mean, like, Melissa McCarthy and Jenny McCarthy are, are cousins, but that doesn't mean that Jenny McCarthy's ever funny. No. Except for in basketball, she was pretty funny, but that was about it. No, I'm not saying that he's funny, that yeah, I'm just, that's maybe how he got the job. I don't oh, know. Maybe. <laughs> but she's, Amy Poehler is executive producer on it. So, ah, yeah. And there's a Almost like that, that story I told you about... Uh, or I don't know if I told you that story. Uh, there's a guy that's on every Friday on the radio station down in Milwaukee, and he's a really well-known music writer. And he's from Detroit. And so they talk to him every week, and they, they started talking about South by Southwest a couple of years ago. And he's like, yeah, it used to be great, but now it's just this big corporate event, kind of like... Uh, um, uh, what's Robert Redford's... Uh, Sundance. Sundance. He's like, Sundance, you know, it's just gotten so out of hand now. And he says, yeah, like this one time, there was a big party hosted by Rachel Ray. And everybody's like, oh, we'll go there. It'll probably be great food, you know? And they go in and there's this crappy band playing. And he's like, oh, this band was just terrible. 
and we're all you know it was really good food and we were all kind of hanging out and we were, we were kind of like uh, well we could stay because the food's good but this band is terrible then they figured out why Rachel Ray was actually hosting a party at, at uh, South by Southwest because it was her husband's band hmm. <laughs> of course yeah yeah well I don't know I I expect that it must be decent I mean Amy Poehler is actually in a picture. Well, it got two seasons. A still seasons. shot I mean, from the show, so she's in the show at least yeah, at one point. Even if you have some pull, you usually don't go past one season unless you, like, you know. Well, you do even somewhere. if you have some pull, you probably don't go past six episodes. True, true. Um, but, yeah, it's it's Greg Poehler and... Uh, Lena girl. Olin's in it. Huh? Lena Olin is in it. I've seen and, that And, uh... Oh, what's his name? Uh, the old dude. The what dude? I can't find <laughs> his name. No, I can't. There's an older, like, I guess the guy plays his father. Um, uh, crap, I don't have the paper here. It's Malin <gasps> Ackerman's in an episode. And Will Ferrell's in an episode. Holy shit. Patrick Duffy's in two episodes. Patrick Duffy, that's I'm going to yeah. have to watch this now. Yeah. Hey everybody! I'm TV's Patrick Duffy. <clears throat> oh, yeah, Malin Ackerman though. I'm all right with that. She's so, from Sweden. That's one of those things. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, huh. I'm, I'm all right. I'm interested. Yeah, me too. I mean, I didn't know what it was, but I was like, all right, sounds interesting. <laughs> so. Nice. So yeah, yeah. It's, all right. Well, well, it's it's just that time of year when all the all the weird, silly stuff shows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, though. I mean, the like I'd I'd seen an email for Welcome to Sweden, and I was like, nah, I won't even ask for that. <laughs> and it showed up. And CPO Shark, I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. And then that showed up. I was like, oh, that all right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I've yeah mm, never heard. I, I like I said, I think I've heard of it in passing, but I I know I never saw it. CPO Sharky. No, no, no. Um, oh. The other one, sorry. Welcome no, CPO Sharky, one of my favorite things ever on The Tonight Show happened because of that show. Oh, yeah. Well, that's on the DVD. Oh, because Car- yeah. they were shooting right across the hall. Yeah. And Carson actually walked over because Don Rickles filled in for him one night, and he broke this really yeah. elaborate cigarette lighter because they used to smoke on the TV all the time. And he like went over onto set when they were shooting, and he's like, what'd you do to my lighter? Yeah. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old days. I miss them. Yep. Yeah. All right. New releases. So new releases. Uh, we have for the PS4. We have the Witcher three wild hunt. Yeah. It is fifty nine ninety nine. Reached over a million pre-orders. Hmm. We uh, will be getting that for review. Um, we could have had it early, but logistics kind of screwed things up, so we we're waiting. But MJC is going to be doing that one, and that's in capable hands. All right. Uh, oh, Don Rickles is on Letterman tonight. I forgot. Oh, I got to record with that. Howard Stern. So that's going to be an interesting. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Because Letterman apparently wants Howard Stern to sit there on the couch the whole time, even with Rickles out there. So he's going to have both of them out there together. So, 
I'm going to yeah, I'm have to record that one. That should be interesting. I'm going to miss Letterman so much. Yeah. There was actually a great article. Oh, we're going to get we're going to get dinged by somebody from uh, Europe now because we don't talk about games enough. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about that as we got into all. There this. was there well, but the thing I mean, we've we've talked about Letterman before and how much people don't realize that he is such a curator of music and also stand-up comedy and and you know how big of a deal it is to get a band or a comic on his show you know and it was a great article about that about how he's really kind of kept americana alive uh like having arlo guthrie on and and you know it was a great article i wish i remember where i read it but uh because he'll actually get singers on that and not even have them do their own songs he's like hey do you think you could try to do this song and and they usually do it so man i'm gonna miss letterman Big time. I mean, I always liked Johnny Carson, but I I am a huge fan of Letterman. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to suck. Okay. So after The Witcher 3, uh, also on the PS4, we have Farming Simulator 15 with online play. (laughs) (laughs) $49.99. weird. Yeah. Uh, for the PS3, we have Farming Simulator 15 for thirty nine ninety nine, mm-hmm. and no mention of a Vita version this time around, which is surprising. Yeah, we mentioned that uh, uh, last week that there was no or mention a couple of that, weeks so. ago. Or, yeah, there's nothing yeah. on the website, nothing. Because, as I mentioned before, they did a digital version, and then I think the last one they had a physical version as well as the digital. Which is crazy for a game that's like 70 megs or something like that. Yeah. I think that's what the download was. Um, Actually, let me see if it's on this memory card here since I have my Vita right in front of me. Uh, Everybody uh, amuse yourselves for a minute here. (laughs) Farming simulator. Here we go. Uh, It is... 71 megs. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, that was the original one. The The one right after that was about the same. It was from 70 to 80 megs. Oh, okay. um, and that's the one that got the physical release. And now this year, nothing. Mm. At least nothing announced so far. Nothing that we know of. There might have been something that we missed. So that's weird. Uh, but the Vita is getting something else instead uh, something just as good as Farming Simulator 15. Yeah. Hyperdimension Neptunia U Action Unleashed. I'm going to be very surprised if people don't get those two games uh, completely confused. Yeah. Yeah. They do look very similar. I, uh, I Yeah, it's going to be nuts. And that and same price as the PS3 Farming Simulator, so that's really going to throw people off. It's $39.99, <laughs> you know? Yeah. They're going to say, well, it's the same price, and I think it's the same game, so I'll just buy it. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. So, and that's it. All right. Well, uh, news items. So this first one I actually had to ask uh, Josh, because I know he was working today, so he might not have heard about this, and it happened so quickly. But uh, a new game popped up on Kickstarter today, and a lot of people were kind of wondering what the hell was going on. And uh, then people started figuring out, that this might be something really special. So uh, someone named Koji Igarashi, you might know as the producer of pretty much every Castlevania game ever made, kind of 
you know, scooped himself through the Konami ashes because Konami is just imploding and put a Kickstarter up today. And uh, the Kickstarter was for a game called Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. This game is pretty much Castlevania without the Castlevania. So it's everything Castlevania except for, you know, the Belmonts, blah, 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 blah. Uh, until he gets sued out of uh, existence like uh, Llamasoft and TXK. Well, who knows? <laughs> uh, so the, the picture oh. went up today. The goal was $500,000. They may already made the goal. <laughs> it's almost at 700000 right now. Uh, it, it's, it's already been announced for PlayStation 4 along with a couple of other uh, platforms. And it looks fantastic. It, it looks really good. Uh, the, you know, what they've done so far looks really cool. If they get up to... So right now they've got a second playable character as one of the extended goals. 800000 they're going to add a Nightmare difficulty mode. 850000 they're going to get David Hayter to do some of the voice acting, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> Since Konami screwed him over. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So... Uh, yeah, so it, it already got funded. It's already been announced for PlayStation 4. There are no uh, like dates or anything announced yet, uh, but they've already got it up on the uh, on the PlayStation blog. You can also, if you want to, if you want to check it out, if you want to put money toward it, whatever, uh, you can go to i it's igavania dot com i g a v a n i a dot com. That'll take you right to the Kickstarter and to their website. Um, but it looks cool, you know, and hopefully it's. My problem with the Castlevania games, a lot of them are they're, they're just too complicated. I just want kind of like the old school Castlevania with that, that little tinge of RPG element in it, but overall it's just an action game, uh, a great platformer. So, But it looks like it's going to be really good so far. Yeah. I don't know. Are you a, are you a fan of the Castlevanias? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Holy shit, it's already up to 701,000. Jeez. <laughs> <clears throat> Are we broadcasting all... live and I forgot? No, you know what that is? That's all. Well, I could periscope. Let me do that. You can periscope <laughs> it. No, I don't have my iPad Air with me, so um, and periscope's only on I, uh, iOS. Uh, it's too dark down here right now. I don't have the lights on. Um, or I would. Yeah. <laughs> just to do it, just to see if anybody would find it. I don't think anybody even knows. <clears throat> I think... Um, uh, Chris Riccio from Interactive Distractions is the one that's like 600,000 of that 700,000 so far. Oh, yeah. He lives and breathes Castlevania. I'm a fan of the series. Um, there's a couple of them I don't like, but uh, I still think Dracula X Rondo of Blood on the PC Engine slash Turbo Graphics is like one of the greatest games ever. But I still really like uh, Castlevania on the Super Nintendo, too. Mm. Yeah. Well, I have the I have the two Symphony of the Night and the other one on PS One, um, and as PS One classics like the the whatever the downloads on the PS Three and all. Well, see, that was the thing they brought Dracula X out. <clears throat> the, they brought the Turbo Graphics one out on the PSP, mm-hmm. and they re, they I actually have had that. yeah yeah. So Symphony of the Night is in that game. It's on that disc. Mm-hmm. So you get Dracula X remade. You get Dracula X how it was on the PC Engine, and then you also get Symphony of the Night. So it's just an amazing compilation. And I think you can actually get it online now, too, or digitally now, I believe. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. And actually, the remade one's not bad, either. I was pretty impressed by it. So, anyway. Yeah, right. This next one kills me. (laughs) 
<clears throat> yeah, next up, Tony Hawk is back. He's been officially confirmed. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, which I think it's been quite a while since they've used the Pro Skater moniker. Yeah. Um, obviously, 4 was the last one. <laughs> but since <laughs> between 4 and now, there were all the underground and whatever else. The one with the crappy skateboard add-on <laughs> thing. Um, so it's coming to PS4 and Xbox One, the all-in-one games and entertainment system from Microsoft, yeah. according to the press release. <laughs> so it's coming, I guess that's part of the contract that you have to say that every time you say Xbox One. Probably, probably. The all-in-one games and entertainment system from Microsoft. Sorry, I had to say it because yeah. I said, you know. Um, so they're going back to the pro skater formula, essentially, um, to try to rekindle interest in the series. Um, the pictures kind of look like poo to me. (laughs) 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 They don't really look very special or, I mean, they look like somewhere in an early PS3 phase of a game to me. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm crazy, but. That's what the pictures look like, the screenshots. Um, so they're going back to the original, you know, combos and high score tricks and all that stuff. A uh, bunch of the skaters. You can customize your own character, online multiplayer. Uh, you can build and scare, uh, scare. You can build and scare your own skate park. You can scare children. <laughs> uh, share your own skate park. Um so that's back. Yeah. Um, so eh, we'll see. <laughs> I, I don't know if everybody is just done with this since uh, since that skateboard add-on. That skateboard add-on was just the dumbest thing. Yeah, it was. It was stupid when you could just hold up a real skateboard in front of your Kinect and have it scanned in. I mean, sure. why would you... <laughs> I'm still trying to do that every time I uh every time I get on there I just I can't figure it out. And even though your hand is holding the the deck and your your fingers are over half half of it, it scans in the entire back of the deck perfectly <laughs> with the logo and everything on there like your hand wasn't even there. It's perfect. Go back yep. and watch the video people. That's exactly what happens. Exactly. Yet everybody bought into it like this was a real thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Go watch the video. I'll wait. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And I, I wonder if EA is now going to bring back Skate because Skate was actually pretty good. That's what I kept hearing. Yeah, that's what I, I I heard that a lot. So I I am not into those games. The the last skating game I really got into <laughs> was uh, probably Seven Twenty in the arcade. Honestly, I think the la- I don't know if this was the last Skate, but the one that I reviewed, um, Skate Three. Yeah. I think that looked better than these screenshots of Tony Hawk five. <laughs> I honestly do. Wow. Maybe I'm crazy. Wait, go take a, all right, everybody, while you're off watching that video of the connect, uh, Glenn, go into PS three reviews and pull it up. Cause I must have screenshots in there. I know. Cause I created a character that looked like fry. So what was the last one? Uh, Tony. Oh my God. Oh, I'm looking for Tony Hawk. Uh, skate. Wait, where is it? 
wasn't it? Where's the review? I never put the review up. <gasps> Here's I had Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. What the hell? Wow. Oh my gosh, I never got the written review up. You I had screenshots and everything. Cannot be trusted. What the hell? All right, hang on. Now I'm opening up the, the PS Nation hard drive here. Oh, snap. And I'm looking in the reviews. Reviews, game reviews, PS3 reviews. By the way, I just got to say, bit of man, I love you sometimes, man. Oh my gosh, where I don't even have a folder for it. Where I know I had screenshots of this Duh. of my fry with his red jacket and his white shirt and his blue pants and everything yeah. and the, the orange familiar, hair. Actually, I'm I I think I showed you that picture. Yeah. I know. And, and I did honestly, this. I'm looking at the screenshots for the new one too, and I'm not impressed. <laughs> uh, seriously, right? <laughs> it doesn't look. It, it, it looks bad. Yeah, it doesn't look good at all. I I wouldn't put that out and say, "Hey, to new Tony Hawk, look at our screen." Maybe it looks different in motion. Like you don't realize what things look like in motion. <sighs> it looks terrible. It's just the, the the lighting alone was better on Skate Three yeah. than well, what I'm seeing that. here. Yeah, but this is a PS4 game. I know. Well, this shot doesn't look too bad <sighs> with the with the tatted up bro with his uh, flat rimmed hat, his socks <sighs> up to his knees. But what's that? Like, even that rubble and everything just looks terrible. Just, yeah. Well, it's early. Who knows? It looks terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't look very good at all. That's not something I would put out and say, hey, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just wouldn't. It just really looks... I mean, look at the fire. The one you're... Yeah, the fire. Oh, the rubble. the fire looks like PS1 fire. But it might, you know, maybe... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but you don't put out these screenshots as hey, it's we're back. Up the Xbox One, the all-in-one games and entertainment system from Microsoft. That's good. I'm glad the you PS4. got the full name. No, the PS4 computer entertainment system. Those are just going to get longer and longer as, as time goes on. Yeah. 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 This does it. Um, you know, great. Announce the game. Just give a logo. Don't put out bad screenshots like that because they're bad screenshots. It just doesn't look good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they've got a long time. It's later this year. They've got plenty of time to fancy it up and make it look good. No, I'm, I've well, e- seen E3 games be, that were in alpha E3 at this should be a pretty point, good you know? representation of what it's going to be, though. You I hope think. so. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, again, I honestly, I don't even pay attention to those. I... I don't get into the skating games at all. I don't have the timing for it for some reason, even though I supposedly have really good timing. But I've never, like, even Ali Ali and Ali Ali too. I, I'm terrible at those games. So, well, those are different, though. Well, I understand that, but, but I'm, I'm bad at all the Tony Hawks. I'm bad at skate. I was bad yeah. at all of them. I enjoyed them. I enjoyed skate, actually. It was, it was really cool. It probably has um, to do with the fact that I just don't really understand, understand, like, the mechanics of skate skateboarding to begin with. So mm. uh, just, it's not in my blood, I guess. Well, I don't know. My, I, I've told this on the show before, but my favorite memory of uh, Tony Hawk two <clears throat> was when the guys brought the Dreamcast in uh, to work and plugged it into the monitor. Yeah. And everybody was, it was late in the day and people were just floating around between, we had two offices on this one floor and you had to go down the hall to get to the other office. 
Uh, so we're all screwing around because it's late in the day. It's like four or five o'clock at that point. And I go walking back to the other office and nobody's in there. And I hear the Dreamcast on. And I go around the corner and there's the Hasidic Jewish guy. <laughs> Just like going hardcore into it. And I was like, dude, I was like, I didn't know you played. He's like, he's like, I can play this. There's no blood. (laughs) This is a good one. There's too much blood in those other games. (laughs) Just don't fall down. There's some blood. He was enjoying it. Nice. (laughs) So, yeah, that was, that was fun. Cause that was like, for having the Dreamcast in there, that's the only game I ever remember being played. Yeah. I don't know if the guys brought in any games beyond that, but Tony Hawk was in there all the time. And people would be coding, and they'd be bored, and they'd be like stuck on something, and they'd just get up, go over, and play Tony Hawk for a little while, and then go back. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and the, the guys were cool with it for a while, and then finally they were like, you know what, that should probably leave. Because then clients were coming in and everything. <laughs> it was <laughs> it's sitting right there in the middle of the room. So <laughs> nice. Plus, we were doing financial stuff, so uh-huh. uh, those guys didn't quite get the whole. Well, what's this thing doing here? <laughs> you know, I gotta get the Dreamcast out soon. I, I got the urge to play some of those games. Yeah, mine is. We we're talking Soul Calibur up big time the other day. Uh, yeah. The game still holds up. Well, you know, uh, Crazy Taxi oh. was light years ahead of the PS2 version. Oh, yes. Definitely. On the Dreamcast. It was amazing. The PS2 and I always, awful. I always swore, because it was a Sega game, I always swore that they gimped it on purpose. <laughs> it's not a... Not a I, I can see that happening, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, though, because it was still relatively early in the PS2's life cycle when it yeah. came out. So, And you know the PS2 was like a nightmare to program for, especially early on. Um, so who knows? And maybe they gimped it. Maybe they didn't. <laughs> maybe they just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> who knows? Nice. Yeah, um, no, we. I, I remember... When we got crazy, or when I got crazy text for the Dreamcast, man, my buddy and I were just, we played it all night, yeah. trying to pull off the moves. You know, you, you could hit the brake and then the accelerator really fast and you get the boost. So we were trying to get mm, good at yeah. that, and we were trying to oh, so many moves, and hearing that damn uh, that damn song over and over and over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's what we were talking about. We were on the way to the Brewer game yesterday, and that song came on uh, my buddy's iPod. And I'm like, oh, oh no! <laughs> you should have floored it and yeah, started well, running people over. Drives like a mom. <laughs> uh, that was a fantastic game, and it was an amazing port on the Dreamcast. It was. It really was so close to the arcade. It was yeah. unreal. Yeah. It's awesome. I agree. It's I. I still love that game. Oh, we have to finish this podcast so I can go play it. Uh, oh, <laughs> it's sitting right here. It's like ten feet from me right now. Yeah, uh, I got to go down to Milwaukee like Tuesday or Wednesday. So I'm at my parents still because they're they live way closer than I do. So I'm still sitting here. My Dreamcast is at my house. Damn it. So anyway, oh, uh, by the way, don't forget network maintenance starts tonight on PSN. But they're going to be bringing a deeper PayPal integration and more payment options onto the PlayStation Store when it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I just saw that pop up from Ask PlayStation. It's going to be a long one, too. I think they have a plan for like nine and a half hours. Yeah. So it's it's going to be a long one. So get logged into your PS4s, PS3s, and Vitas if you haven't done so already. By the time you hear this, it's going to be too late. Oh, no. No. By the time you hear this, it'll probably be over. Yeah, no shit. Well, I don't know. As early as we started tonight, I might be able to get this thing edited and put up. Like put it up at 7 o'clock in the morning and freak everybody out. That's true. That'd be cool. But then expectations will be set, and, well, that's just not going to be good for anyone. <laughs> All right. No. On to the next one. Uh, this one, eh, just a little uh, little note about this one, because this is a neat little game. Uh, it's a game that's been pretty popular on Steam already, and finally coming to PS4, a game called Schrodinger's Cat. Uh, so Team 17, the folks behind uh, the Worms franchise are uh, partnering up with the developers of Schrodinger's Cat to bring the game, uh, or it's, it's actually called Bring Schrodinger's Cat and the Raiders of the Lost Quark to consoles on May 12th, so uh, tomorrow. Wow, all right, so by the time you hear this. But it's a pretty neat game. We've got a, we got the trailer up on the website, even though it's like got this weird icon and everything saying that it's, uh, I don't know. But it's a neat little game. It's a, it's a really cool platformer. Very, very funny game. I played it a little bit, and I was trying to remember this one, and I didn't remember it until I saw the trailer. But played this for a little bit at one of the events, and the writing is superb. Like, it, it's a fun platformer. It looks great. Uh, there's some fun little puzzles in it, but uh, one of the coolest things is the voice acting and the writing, and uh, it really makes it kind of – it really rises to the top. And I just wanted to bring it up because it's one that you should try out, at least as far as I know. I didn't play the game for hours, so I don't know. Maybe if it gets really shitty after a while. But I thought it was I, cool. Yeah, I looked at the trailer for it. I, the The look of it just didn't grab me. Yeah. Um. Oh, and by the way, you're... I'm missing a movie preview right now, a screening in New York right now. Yeah. Because we're recording. I almost... I almost sent you a message last week to say, push this off till Tuesday. Um, no, there's, I, I got the email on the seventh, just four days ago. So, and it was for tonight and I was like, eh, fuck it. (laughs) Uh, it's called cop car. What? It is Is the, the sequel to let's be cops. No, it is Kevin Bacon. Oh, and it's a uh, director John Watts delightful throwback thriller cop car. When two good-natured but rebellious boys stumble across an abandoned cop car hidden in a secluded glade, they decide to take it for a quick joyride. Hmm. Their bad decision unleashes the ire of the county sheriff Kevin Bacon and leads to brutal consequences. And I thought, well, that sounds interesting. The kids find themselves in the center of a deadly game of cat and mouse. Uh, Who wrote this (laughs) shit? Uh, A game of cat and mouse they don't understand, and the only way out is to go as fast as their cop car can take them. Yeah, I think we made the right right call on you not going. I don't know. (laughs) Shay Winningham's in it, though, and I like him. And the one still of it is Kevin Bacon with a big mustache. Uh Oh. Slouched down by the side of a sheriff's car. Yeah, that looks kind of cool. So and there's one where the kids find the cop car. I saw it and I was like, "Oh, there's a mustached Kevin Bacon with only a uh, a wife beater, and it looks like his gun holster." Hmm. Hmm. 
the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think we're all right with you not going to that. I would have gone. You could have. Why didn't you? The say film something? doesn't. Well, you know what? Actually, the film is. Even coming though we out haven't in, we haven't recorded on a Monday in how long? Except for that one. Yeah. yeah, the film is coming out in August, so I can just about guarantee there will be other screenings of it that I can go to. Ah, cool. So then, all is well. Your coverage is embargo until the film's release. Wow. What? That doesn't sound pl- uh, promising. But it's May. <laughs> and, and the movie comes out in August. <laughs> yeah. How would you even remember at that point? Like, eh, I remember Holy seeing this movie crap. a couple months ago. I guess you have to watch it, write down your review or your impressions <laughs> or everything, and then just put it in a drawer until August. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you just bring a camera in, right? Yeah. Just record it? Wow, I didn't even read that far into it. I just saw Monday and I stopped there and I was like, huh, and I thought about it for a minute and thought, eh, nah. <laughs> but wow, August. Yeah, that's kind of silly. That's really hmm. silly. Although I've heard I've heard other other times where like that kind of thing happens, especially when it's in limited release for a while. Yeah. Like they don't want the they don't want the reviews or anything coming out until like closer to wide release or yeah. wider release, I guess. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Crazy. Next, do you have the email that I sent? For this uh, one? Let me see. You sent it. I sent it this morning. You sent it this morning. Eleven eleven oh seven a.m. So it'd be about a little bit after noon for you. Eleven oh. Mm, you didn't send it to me. Mm. No, you didn't. No, I didn't send it. They sent it, but you should have gotten it because you oh, get no. stuff off that email box. They didn't send it to me. You you get emails from our main box. You get everything that goes to that. Anyway, all right, no, I'll I'll say it. I'm looking at all my email. Okay, I well, get it. I think you deleted it by accident. Anyway, I didn't delete. I don't delete any email at all. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I know you get these emails though. I didn't get this, and email. I sent it to the news team too. And you get those. Uh, apparently, I don't. You might uh, want to check on that because I didn't get it. Anyway, it. Uh, as we found out last December, there's a new King's Quest coming. And today we found out some of the voice talent that's going to be in the game, including Christopher Lloyd. Marty, go find a king because it's a King's Quest. Right? Uh, sure. sure. Uh, also playing the young Sir Graham, Josh Keaton, who's known from TV, including the spectacular Spider-Man, and he has uh, done some voice work as Valerian Mengsk. He's a Mengsk uh, in the StarCraft II series. Wait, wasn't he? Hang on. Who's the... Where's the kid that did uh, Marty in... Marty McFly in the Back to the Future from Telltale? He's actually in, I think, a different game that just got okay. revealed. Because that's I'm getting confused here. Because yeah. now Christopher Lloyd is in this one, and right. that kid was announced for some. Because he did a really good Michael J. Fox job. in in that game. But uh, what was he announced for? Uh, there was another thing the voice talent was announced for very yeah. long ago. Yeah, it was like last week. I don't know because my days are kind of just running together now. Mm-hmm. I've lost all cognizance of date and time and day of the week. I'm just a shell. I'm getting excited for this because that last look at it, man, 
I mean, the people that are making it are way into King's Quest. Well, and they're working with the original people. I mean, to make yeah. sure that they're kind of sticking to the to the ideals of the of the series. That's what yeah. I love the most is that they've gotten the blessing. Yeah. Well, they had they 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 talked to um, Ken and Roberta Williams. Right. Um, and they brought them out on stage at the yeah whatever they called them the yeah. vids or it wasn't video game awards what the hell was it this last time I don't know yeah but it's exciting because they're really they're going all out on it and it looks the look of it is just fantastic oh it yeah really definitely. is cool but listen so. to this Wallace Shawn is in it inconceivable uh, Wallace Shawn one of the best character actors around. Tom Kenny, who is a great stand-up comedian, but also does a lot of voice work. Uh, he is the voice of SpongeBob, obviously, among many other things. Uh, Zelda Williams, who's from Legend of Korra. Uh, I'm trying to see if anybody else in here. I, Michael Wait a Go. Second. What? What's that? Where are you getting all those names? Because I'm looking at a list of names. I'm looking at the email that they sent us. Okay, I'm looking at a list as of yesterday. Yeah, we got this so email today. In- yeah, I know, but. Christopher Lloyd is listed there, but and some of the Josh other ones Keaton, you talked about are not. Peter Parker in Spectacular Spider-Man and StarCraft II. Uh, Maggie Elizabeth Jones, who uh, was in We Bought a Zoo, and Ben and Kate on TV. Wallace Shawn, Tom Kenny, Zelda Williams, who obviously is Robin Williams' daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Michael Goff, who was in a lot of animated stuff. And then Fred Tashior, who's in a lot of animated stuff. So a lot of names that you recognize. Really cool. Very awesome. And uh, obviously this this game is expected to arrive later this year as a digital download on the PS4, PS3, and some other systems as well, including PC and that X thing. So, yep. Very cool. I'm, I'm excited for this. Yeah. So, and I'll have to check our email list because apparently you don't get emails. I don't. I forwarded that to the team this morning. I got an email from ThinkGeek at 1030. <laughs> I got an email from NHL at 10, uh, 1215. Mm-hmm. And then the next email came at 2 o'clock. And nothing uh-huh. came from you guys. Nothing has been deleted. Interesting. I, I'm not getting those emails. So maybe nobody else got the email. And that's why nobody actually posted it. <laughs> I don't know why. They're getting like, other emails. check on that. I don't know, but I didn't. I know that. Didn't come to either of my email boxes. Interesting. Uh, let's see what I got today in the other email. I got at 12.06, I got I'm a press screening. I'm going to have to cut all this out because nobody gives a flying shit about sure this. Sure they do. A no, press screening don't. tomorrow for heaven knows what. Heaven knows what. Blends fiction, formalism, and raw documentary as it follows a young heroin addict who finds mad love in the streets of New York. Hmm. That sounds based, fascinating. Based on Holmes' soon-to-be-published memoir, Mad Love in New York City. That sounds fascinating. For Okay. It's almost like a Woody Allen movie where if you don't live in New York City, you don't get half the jokes. <laughs> so I got that and I got something from Facebook at 1230. And that's it. I got nothing from from us. Hmm. All right. So, well, I just I'm went in, I just went in, deleted you from the list, re-added you to the list right now. Okay. So now we'll see if it works. So sure. Send something out. All right. So next, 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 next. 
Towerfall. See what happens when we're all awake and stuff? <laughs> Tower Thor, the Dark World expansion comes along. Towerfall, Dark World expansion comes along Tuesday, May 12th. What? Tuesday? You know, today when the podcast comes out. Wow. Unless I get it up tonight. Yeah, right. Has a new co-op campaign. Campaign? Yeah. Well, it has a campaign already. But it was single-player only. It did? Yeah. It wasn't like a campaign campaign. It's it's one of those campaigns where the game is built for multiplayer, but they put like yeah. the single-player experience in it just to have it. Yeah, it has it. I didn't think it ever had a single-player oh, sure. experience. Sure. I was not aware of that. I thought that was our only complaint with it when it first came out, is that there was no way to play it if you were alone. You had to have people around you to play it. No, that's... Um, uh, Towerfall. No, Towerfall has a single player in it. It does. Because that's how you unlock some of the stuff. Hmm. I've played AI. Oh, no, our big complaint was that it has no online. Well, yeah. But couch co-op games, there's a few of them out there that don't have any uh, like single player experience. Hmm. All right. Well, has a new co-op campaign for up to four players. What? Like, so one? Uh, new archers, arenas, and arrow types. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vainglorious Ghoul. Mm-hmm. The Crimson Corsair. Vicious Vanguard. Prancing Puppet. Mm-hmm. And Young Master. And Sacred Sister. Yeah, so... They're basically color alternates to the yeah. enemies that are there, but they all have their own unique uh, attacks now. Hmm. So it's not just a color change. New boss, new levels. I mean, he's been putting a lot of time into this. He's been tweeting about it for months. Um, so, yeah, it's, I'm pretty pretty damn stoked for this. It just well, sucks that it has no online. I never knew who to play with. But did we ever try this one with Share? Somebody played it with SharePlay, and they said it actually... I think they said it works, but it's not the greatest. Mm. But, I mean, that's just one-on-one. You want to play four people in this game. Yeah. It is a fantastic game when you're playing four people. Oh, my God, yes. It is ridiculously fun. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. What are we on to? What we're playing and stuff? Sure. All right. You want to go? Well, yeah, you should go since you have the first <clears throat> review. Um, well, since we recorded just like three days ago. I know. <laughs> um, now that we're trying to get back on our Monday schedule. I played a bunch of NHL 15 again. All right. It's just that thing with the playoffs around. Um, there's a weird thing going on because I'm playing my Be a Pro where I have to sit on the damn bench mm-hmm. every time I'm not on the ice uh, and you can't fast forward. Every time I start the game, it throws it to 20 minute periods. I go in and I change it down to seven minutes. I save it. I play a game. Mm-hmm. I say, you know, uh, fast forward, ahead to the next game uh, next game in the schedule and if I start that game it's at 20 minutes again it always resets to 20 minutes always 
no matter what I do, no matter how many times I save it, no matter what, every single time I start a game, I have to go in and make sure that it's back down to seven minutes because a 20 minute game, I did when I was streaming that one day, I jumped in and it was 20 minutes and it takes forever to play that. And beyond that, the score ends up being like 12 to 10 and you have like 90 shots on goal. It's insane. Because you're playing a full 60 minutes in there. And it's not that accurate that you're going to have like 30 shots, 40 shots. You end up having like 80 shots. Easy. Jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, and the scores get outrageous. It's it's such a pain in the ass. Um, so I've been, I've noticed that. I never noticed that before. And I don't know if that's a new bug or that was always around and I just never noticed it. Right. Um, but that's what's been happening to me every time I play this game now. Wow. So, yeah. Frustration there a little bit. You know, Project Cars does something like that similar. <clears throat> yeah. When you're in your career, you have to go through like... Uh, in certain situations, you have to go through first uh, practice and then qualification and then the race. And you actually have two races. But... When you get done with the second race, it doesn't take it doesn't by default have you on like go back to your main screen. It actually has it on replay. And not I'm and I'm not talking instant replay, I'm talking about replay the the, the match or the the race. And you're like, Wait, what the hell? Oh. So if you just accidentally hit it, you're gonna have to redo the race. What if you came in first? You're gonna be screwed. Oh, that would suck. Yeah. Because, see, and that's what happens to me with NHL is I jump in and I'm like, yeah, go, 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 go. And I'm hitting X like, boom, 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 boom. Come on, come on, come on. I just want to start the game. I just right. want to start the Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to stop the whole thing, to shut down the whole game and restart it. And I'm like, ah. Oh, my gosh. Because and there's there's a trophy that I, I, I skimmed through the trophies because I got a couple and I was like, what is this now? What did I get? How right. did I get a trophy in this? And I noticed there's a trophy that they trigger replay packages and things like that. So if you're if your um, created player gets triggered for a replay package because you're having such a fantastic game, right? You get a trophy for that. And I just kind of laughed and I'm like. I'm never going to get that trophy because every time there's a stoppage in play, I'm smacking on the button like, yeah, skip, 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 skip. Come on, let's get back to the game. (laughs) So I never see any of the pack. I I never see any of the replays. I never see anything that comes up because I'm trying to skip right back into the game as quick as I can. Uh, (laughs) So I have to, if I want that, I have to wait and see if I'm having a really fantastic game. And then just sit there with my hands at my side and don't sit on my hands and be like, is, is it me? Is it, did, did I get it? Yeah. So. That's so stupid. Yeah. I haven't gotten caught by that problem on Project Cars yet, but I was the first day I was streaming and I'm like, whoa, I almost hit the button. That would not have been good. I would have been very unhappy. Yeah. See, I will hit that button. I I absolutely will because that's just I have no patience for things like that for like slowdowns in in menus and at the end of a game or the end of a race or the end of this or that you know I'm just like get me to the next thing come on go 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 so I end up screwing things up like that a lot <laughs> uh, 
Oh, that sucks. Damn. Yeah. Hmm. Hopefully they'll... I, it's little things like that that need to be patched in that game, by the way. I mean, there's just these little things here and there that need to be patched. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll get into that. I've got a lot to cover. Um, yeah. So, on the 3DS. <laughs> the what? Exactly. Uh, yeah, Club Nintendo. That whole thing is is going down and all. So I I used up all my points. Oh yeah, I should look at that. I don't think I have anything close. Well, you'd be surprised because a lot of them are a lot of things are cheap. Yeah. They keep. I just logged in. They keep trying to get me to. Thank you for being a Club Nintendo member. We hope you enjoy Flipnote Studio 3D as a thank you gift from us. Please be sure to redeem this gift before. Yeah, I, I got that and I too. was no, I just shut it. <laughs> I haven't redeemed it. I just don't care. Yeah, it, I mean, what do I need I that will. for? Yeah, but I just haven't done it. Um, so I got. I ended up with three different things. Um, I forget what the first one was, but I got the Mario T-shirt. Okay. Does it and fit? I, <sighs> it's too big for me. What? But you've gotten yeah. so fat. I've lost 23 pounds. <laughs> I got the extra large. Like, I looked at their sizing because you never know. Like, I fit a large in some shirts very comfortably. Yeah. And others, I need an extra, like a large is like super skin tight on me. Like I'm squeezing in like a sausage, you know? Yeah. That's um, more about your sausage. So I looked at, they have a sizing chart and it says, if your chest is this to this and I measured myself and I'm like, okay. You actually measured your chest? I did. Did you do that before or after you put the bronzer on? Uh, I mean, you are in Jersey. Bra. No, that's that's the Staten Island people. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that whole thing again. The Jersey Shore bullshit, which was populated by people from Staten Island. <sighs> All right. Um, but I measured and I was like, okay, according to their sizing, the extra large is the shirt that I need. The okay. extra large is like a fucking dress on me. Well, just wash it in really, really, really hot water. <sighs> Yeah, I've done the whole washing and drying and and everything, and <clears throat> or give it to your lovely wife to wear for for bed. It's still too big on me. I'm kind of pissed at that because you can't exchange it or anything. I'm like, because I was a I I was about to click large, and I thought, no, I don't want it to be super tight on me, and I can never wear it, and then I'll be annoyed, and I get the extra large, and it's too fucking big. The large <laughs> would have been perfect. <laughs> So I had, um, were they measuring in meters maybe? And you messed it up. Yeah, maybe Mm. I had 150 points left over. Uh, so I had to decide, you know, what to get. And it basically came down to a handful of games. Yeah. Um, and really, a handful of, or did I get two? Oh, I got two games. That's what it was. I got two games because I had more than 150. I had, I didn't quite have enough for anything good, like physically. Yeah. Uh, so it was down to games, and I had to pick two games so I could use up every last point. Yeah. Um, shit, what was the other game I got? <laughs> uh, I guess it was a, a Wii U one. 
Mm. Um, but uh, for the 3DS, I got Donkey Kong, which was the Game Boy version. Oh, yeah. Which I wasn't going to get it. Like, I looked at it and I'm like, I don't know. And then I looked online for, like, really good Game Boy games. Mm-hmm. And I started looking these up. And Donkey Kong on the Game Boy... I was like, all right, this sounds interesting. You start with the regular Donkey Kong level, the first couple levels. Right. You play through them. When you get through them, suddenly Donkey Kong comes back to life, runs off the stage, and it turns into like a completely different platforming thing Mm. where you've got a a hundred levels to go through. Okay. Um that all have the ladders and the, and the uh, girders and everything, but it's set up completely different. Like he's completely gone off state. Like he grabs her, runs through a door and closes the door. You have to grab the key and get to the door uh, without getting hit by anything. And you can pick up all the bonus stuff along the way, like the little one up and the hat and the, the purse and you know all the stuff that gets laid out all over the levels. Oh, okay. Um, but it's it's completely different. It's really cool. Huh. So I was playing a lot of that. I was really surprised by how good it is. Okay. Um. So that was a pleasant surprise. Uh, all things considered. Hmm. Um. I have three hundred and seventy coins. Oh, you get a. Uh, well, you get two games, two Game Boy games for the 3DS. But I hated the Game Boy. I'm like, I'm like, uh, Sushi X with that one, like Ken. I, I hated the Game Boy. Uh, there's a couple of other. Yeah, I'm looking right now. 3D Classics Excite Bike for 200. God. I can get NES Remix for the Wii U, but I keep hearing it's terrible. That might be what I picked up. Yeah, I wouldn't. Well, number two is supposed to fix a lot of problems, but yeah, but that might be what I picked up because of the same thing that I heard it was terrible, and I was like, well, but it's free essentially. Mm, super so, punch out on the Wii U um, Virtual Console. Yeah. Hmm. What annoyed the crap out of me is that, like, Star Fox sixty four 3D for the three DS is yeah. seven hundred points. Yeah. 700 coins, which is bullshit. Yeah. I have that game. It's really hard for me to play it with the uh with the 3D stick though. On the, that 3D analog nub that they have. I just uh I've wanted to pick that up, but like the physical copy of it you can't find anywhere and anywhere you find it it's selling for like 80 or 100 bucks. What? Yeah. Uh, remind me in a couple days I'll look around cuz I know I've seen it around here. I might even be able to find you a used one. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Because I've been looking at it, and then I was like, oh, they have it here. 700 coins. That's bullshit. That is bullshit. Why is when that one like the expensive one? Uh, because you it's can't buy print, it probably. anywhere. Yeah, it's out of print. Which is fucking absurd. I agree. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 70 bucks on Amazon. What the fuck? See? <laughs> Eh, I'll look around here. I'll probably be able to find it for you. Yeah. This is the, this is, it's so weird about, like, northern Wisconsin. It's so easy to find stuff that you can't find anywhere else. Mm, For newer stuff, like, you know, trying to find Graphics. yeah, that ain't going to happen, but. 
<laughs> yeah, so that's your service reminder, people. Everybody who hasn't cashed in your coins for Club Nintendo, do it. Yeah, um, it's going away soon, well, isn't it? It's too it's too late to uh, to put in codes to get coins, but you can uh, you can spend your coins up until actually it's next month. Yeah, it's in a couple weeks that it shuts down. Maybe I'll just get that T-shirt. I have enough for the T-shirt. Oh, yeah. it's a small. All they have is a small. That's all they have left is small. <laughs> oh, it's fucked up. Oh wait, 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 wait. No, it goes up to extra large. But I, I mean, I've lost weight, but I haven't lost that much weight. Even when I was in shape, I don't think I could wear a large or an extra So get one. the large, and I'll give you the extra large. <laughs> I could do that. Uh, I mean, the extra large might fit. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I'll look around. Yeah. Eh, I don't want those coins to go to waste. I mean, come on. Well, exactly. I mean, if worse comes to worse, people, just get some games, you know? Yeah, I'm looking right now. Anyway. So, yeah. <clears throat> Cool. There's there's all that. Uh, for some reason, last week I guess it was all the May the Fourth and May the Fifth stuff that I was like, <laughs> I want to watch a Star Wars movie, but I can't watch the original trilogy alone because I can sit and recite them all. <laughs> that I just I get bored watching them. You know? Eh, I mean, I can, but I haven't. It's been such a long time since I've watched them. That I think that I won't have a problem watching them this time. Yeah, until you sit down to watch them, and then you go, uh. yeah, because I've done that. I've 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 gotten to the point, and it scares me. I've gotten to the point where I'm kind of burnt out on them that I can't sit down and watch them. When Mason's ready, and we sit down, I'll be excited. Sure, but sitting alone by myself, just sitting there watching it, I can't do it. I right. I just can't. Um, <laughs> So I was like, all right, I don't really want to watch episode one or two. I was like, I'll watch three because three had all the action and the fight at the end. And, sure. you know, that's exciting. So I'll watch that. You've lost. I have the higher ground. <sighs> Man, the writing is so fucking bad. Yeah. It's in, so in parts it is, yeah. bad. And I watched it. The dumbest thing is. I watched it right up until it got good, and then I turned it off. Oh. <laughs> right up until uh, unlimited power. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when Yoda, you say it that way, it does sound yeah. kind of bad. And Yoda kills the two clone troopers, and I was Hell like, yeah. "All right, I, I just I've had enough of this." And I put it, and then I was like, "You know what?" I'll watch the the Dark Knight because I haven't seen that in a while, and I'd kind of burn out on that too. And I was like, "But you know, Heath Ledger, Joker, I got to see this." Yeah. Uh, so I watched that, and then I got to a point where I was like, "I can't," and I just started skipping ahead. I'm like, "Let's get to the end. Let's get oh, to geez. where it really gets exciting." <laughs> <laughs> so I was having trouble watching that too. I was like, "Oh man!" Uh, and then the other night. I was about to go to bed and I I was flipping through the channels and paranormal activity, which I've never seen any of those stupid movies. Paranormal activity. The marked ones was on. And I was like, all right, let me see this this bullshit. And I start watching a little bit of it and I'm like, all right. Oh yeah. Okay. But then I just kept watching it and I'm like, well, I need to see where this goes. 
Uh, and it was not that good. It was not terrible. Yeah. Um, and when they get to the end of it, this whole thing happens and I'm like, wait a minute is all right. I've never seen these movies, but obviously this has to tie into the other movies in some way because I like, it just felt like it. It felt like that was what was happening at the end was some kind of tie in. So I went online and I looked it all up and there are a ton of tie in, like they tie everything together between the very first movie that came out and then another one. And then this, and then I was like, wow, all right, that's actually kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, it's not, a great movie. It's uh, <laughs> it has some interesting stuff in it, but still, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, so Blair Witch Project, uh, the twenty first century version. <laughs> well, look what the Blair Witch Project started. Damn it! Yeah, all this Cause, junk. Because that's essentially what it is. It's well, and, yeah. They found out that these movies are so cheap to make, and they're oh, making yeah. a ton of money on them. And this one, I. Like, I, I guess I kept watching this one because I, I was never interested in the original ones because they're like, this was all footage that was found in somebody's house and it yeah. really happened. And I'm like, don't give me that bullshit. <laughs> uh, and it's like from the baby monitor. We just happen to have recorded video from the baby monitor. Because we always record around. our baby monitors. Yes. Yeah. And we found it laying around and here's what happened. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> um, but this one... It's like one of the dudes just always has his video camera running. He's always recording. Well, he's stuff. that douchey kid in high school that nobody liked. And, exactly. He was different. And then so, he wanted to film a, a plastic bag flying through the wind. <laughs> so he's constantly recording stuff. And that's how it's, you know, and it'll cut. And then yeah. there's a bunch of little cuts in there to make it look like, you know, he turned off the camera and then he drops the camera at one point and this of happens course. and that happens. And I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's somewhat interesting. Not <laughs> terribly scary. You know, a lot of jump scare type bullshit. And right, right. Like, obvious stuff coming, you know. Um, but, yeah. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think there there was something else, and I don't know what it was. I say that every week because I don't write any of this stuff down. And then you'll, then you'll remember like about an hour and a half from now. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, the hockey games have been exciting. <sighs> I did hear that the Kings are already out of it. The Kings never got in. Right. And the Lakers aren't going to be in the NBA finals, it sounds like. But we okay. still have to worry about the Clippers. Because the Clippers are still hanging on. Hmm. But the thing is, E3 is a week later now this year, so I'm wondering if we would even have to deal with much much of that anyway. I don't know. We'll have to deal with the cleanup. Yeah. Well, we were already in the riot, so... Yeah. (laughs) But now Uh, we've got four other guys we can shove in front of of us if anybody's, like, uh, rioting. That's true. Operation uh, Human Shield. All I have to be is faster than the slowest guy in our group. Which and is I me. think I can be. <laughs> yeah, no matter what, I'm the slowest guy. So my cyborg yeah. legs don't have the upgrades for running. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm okay. That was Damn like uh, <laughs> when Kevin Smith and uh, what's his name? Andy McElfresh went to 
I never saw this, but Kevin was talking about it at one point where they were doing stuff for the tonight show and they went to, I think it was for the tonight show. Uh, but I know Kevin Smith did this. He, he went to an alligator farm. Okay. And on purpose. Yeah. And they walked in and they're filming this stuff and the guy is there and he's talking about it and he's like, okay, if it comes at you, you just have to make sure you're faster than the slowest guy in the group. <laughs> and as he says it, he's looking directly at Kevin. <laughs> and Kevin's like, oh, I'm, I'm a dead man. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, I'm never getting out of here. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm always the slowest one, so. <sighs> just so everybody knows, if you ever come to MGC or whatever else, and something big happens, you just have to be faster than me, and that's not going to be a problem. Yep. Yep. I am not fast. Used to be a good runner. Not anymore. Hmm. Yeah. I got to see the prison break scene from Guardians of the Galaxy right before I went into work the other day. Okay. Because that was on. Oh, I was I was thinking like, you've seen the movie, right? <laughs> For a second. I'm like, no. why did you just watch that one scene? What's going on here? No, that was, it was, because usually I, I get up now and I watch Married with Children while I'm eating breakfast. Nice. Because <laughs> the reruns are on uh, from like seven to nine, I think. Okay. On one of those channels. Um, and usually there's nothing else on. Right. So I usually watch that. But uh, the other day, I think I was later. Or something happened. I don't know what was going on. Or it was it was commercials, and I flipped on Guardians of the Galaxy, and I was like, "Oh crap! Look at that! It's the it's the prison scene. This is so much fun!" Nice. <laughs> so I watched the whole prison breakout, and I was like, "All right, gotta go." <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's that's it. I can't think of whatever the hell else I played. I played something on the PS4. My PS4 and PS3 in the living room could not connect to the network at all. Weird. Yeah. So whatever I played on the two of them obviously never got uploaded as you've just recently played these or, you know, it'll usually update the trophies even if you don't get a trophy in them. Right. You, I think it usually just, puts that up at the top of the trophy list. Uh, or maybe you do have to get a trophy. I don't know. Uh. But that's usually how I know what I played. I can just skim through the trophy list on the Vita. Right. And see what's at the top. You know, even if I... I don't know. I'll have to double check that. I, does it do that if you don't get a trophy in the game? Does it just push it up there anyway? Uh, it's supposed to after a certain amount of time, but... I don't think your trophies automatically sync unless it's your primary PS4. Hmm. If it's not your no. primary, you have to actually go in and just go to your trophies thing and it'll sync. I, I always do that anyway because I have all the notifications turned off, so I don't okay. even know if I get a trophy. Right. But I just do that just so that it does it. If I remember, I usually do that. Right. Oh, Grand Theft Auto V. Oh. Right. So I played okay. some more of that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What did you play? <laughs> uh, a ton of Project Cars, and that's that's pretty much going to be almost my entire list. Uh, got it on Thursday, and I've, I've just been playing it like mad. Uh, a lot of different configurations, streaming a lot of it, uploading a ton of videos, but we'll talk about that after the break. 
Uh, played some more of all three of the new tables for Zen Pinball 2, playing a lot of the portal table, that sort of thing. Um, really liking them all. Um, the portal table is just such a challenge. Uh, it's kind of a refreshing challenge, honestly, so I've, I've been having fun with that one, which sucks because you know the scores I'm making obviously won't get recorded on the leaderboards when the game goes live uh, at the end of the month on the 25th so i'll have to get all new scores so that kind of blows uh and then i'm doing destiny every tuesday morning now so we, i talked about it last week with chasing the dragon needing all those shards and everything else um but we got on the other night we were just kind of playing around and i was getting more glimmer so i could buy stuff with my glimmer and i just went farming for my glimmer um but, yeah, we're, we're going to do the Destiny thing tomorrow morning again. Uh, Dave, whenever everything resets on Tuesdays, Dave gets on and does that. So I told Dave I'd join him so I could get more shards because I actually got a couple more of the exotic weapons. Uh, and I actually finished what's called an exotic bounty, which is just absurd. Uh, but I did it. Like, they want you to – you go through these steps. Uh, so they send you out on, like, this mission, and then you do that, and then they give you something. And it's just – again, it's just traipsing around doing stupid shit. And I had a couple of them, and they're like, you know what? Just dump them because you're never going to finish them. They're just so stupid and so rare that just don't do it. But I had this one where I finally got to this, this last step, and it was I had to uh, you had to use uh, – so you have three classes of weapon. You have a primary, secondary, and then a heavy. And the heavy, you get these machine guns, like the, you know, like, almost like an LMG. And uh, they're like, you need to take your, your machine gun and kill 500 enemies, which the thing is heavy ammo is really scarce. So it's just it's so stupid to begin with because you know you're just going to have to spend a bunch of whatever that you have to, to even pull this off. So there's a spot you can go that uh, a bunch of enemies just pour out at you, and you just make sure you don't kill them all. You leave like one or two left. You let them kill you, and then you just rinse and repeat. You just keep doing it over and over because it resets you right there. So I was doing it, and we finally figured it out and got it. And then what do I get? I get it. I get an exotic machine gun. So I just used a machine gun with all that really hard to find ammo, so I could get another fucking machine gun. It's just stupid, <laughs> fucking stupid. So I had a good laugh about that. Uh, but tomorrow's just you know we're gonna do the weekly, the nightfall, the uh, we're gonna do one of the raids, so I can get a bunch of shards. It'll probably take us about an hour and a half, but. We stream it every morning, so if you're uh, if you're bored, get on our Twitch channel roughly eight in the morning Central Time, something like that, and uh, we usually stream it. We usually put the the uh, the replay up on YouTube if you if you want to check it out. We had a great run last week. It was we, Dave and I were talking about it. Like uh, we had this, the six of us just got through this stuff so easily. It was it was pretty insane, and I don't think it'll ever happen again. Um, and also, happy birthday to Dave. It's Dave's birthday today. I think he turned twenty one. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know how old he is. <laughs> Better not be 21 He's got his third kid on the way uh, Yeah so we'll be doing the Destiny thing But I'm just going to do it once a week now Until I get my level 32 And then you know, then House of Wolves will come out And I'll make fun of it Because there's no raid and all this other stuff And whatever uh, And then I played some more MLB 15 the show And streamed it the other day I think it was uh, Wednesday or Thursday I streamed it uh, I was just working on my road to the show And it was kind of funny Um I started a new season, and I got a, about two weeks into the season, and the crowd was already, already chanting MVP for me. So that was kind of weird. Mm. But uh, still playing for Boston, which sucks. I hate Boston. Just because Joe Boston on Twitter just will not let this Tom Brady thing go. Um, because Tom Brady got his, his suspension today. And he's like, Aaron Rodgers should be uh, suspended too because he overinflated the balls. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then he posts a picture of some dude wearing four uh, Patriot Super Bowl rings, and it says, like, you mad, bro? So I'm like, uh, the Packers have 13 championships, just letting you know. <laughs> so those four don't mean anything. <laughs> but well, he just won't let it go. Those four all came in the era of their cheating. Exactly. They cheat to win. Well, the, the, the great thing, though, is there's a website called yourteamcheats.com. And it actually lists all the stuff that all the teams have been bought. Like the Broncos have like 49 things on there. But, but the thing is, they go like even the Packers goes all the way back to 1921, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And they like list the severity of, of the cheat, if it even is a cheat, that sort of thing. But, I mean, yeah, everybody bends the rules or whatever. But the thing is, number one, the Patriots are just really bad at hiding it. And number two, they don't give a shit because they never get busted for anything. They'll get busted and they get fined like $500,000 or a million dollars. They say, ooh, oh, oh, a million dollars. Oh, no, what shall we do? They just peel that off of a roll of, a roll of hundreds in his pocket. So Brady getting suspended for four games, I think, is big because finally they're not just getting a slap on the wrist. They're actually going to see some consequences. Because that's the thing. Any teams will keep doing it until there's consequences. But, the, you know, the, the Players Association will probably get involved with it, and then a suspension will either be overturned or it'll get uh, reduced by a game or two or whatever. It, it's always the same bullshit. But, yeah, Joe Boston needs to, like, lighten up a little bit, Francis. Mm-hmm. I mean, he literally just will not let it go. I just retweeted what, what like, ESPN said what happened, and he's like, Aaron Rodgers should get suspended, too. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Just let it go. Let it go. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, just play more of that. Play more MLB 15 the show. I still love it. Uh, transferred. I've been tra- I, I, I kind of make it a habit now to upload to the cloud no matter what. Because if I'm on the road, I got my, my Vita with me. I can grab it and just work on, on, on my Vita. And, and it's been great. Uh, and then I watched, uh, everybody's been asking, yes, I watched the finale for Gotham. It was really cool. Uh, obviously, don't want to say anything just in case somebody hasn't watched it yet. But uh, there were a couple surprises in there, especially with Maroney and with Fish. Um, it's great, though, because we're starting to see that that evolution of Nygma. Um, yeah, and also seeing kind of an evolution of Selena Kyle as well, which is, is really sweet. So I'm hoping next year we'll see some more stuff with uh, uh, with Poison Ivy and with some of the other characters they've introduced early on and kind of uh, let go to the background. So very, very cool. And then also watched uh, something that I'm surprised Josh hasn't seen or wa- talked about yet, Montage mm-hmm. of Heck. No, is... You know, I don't know. I saw about five minutes of it last night. And I don't know. Um wasn't into the whole uh the style yeah the yeah. cartoon style of it the well par- the, part the cartoons that I saw. are when they actually have recordings of him yeah and they're putting a face to it but so what it is montage of heck is an hbo documentary uh about kurt cobain which the funny thing is i mean we've had that talk before but i was never that big of a fan of nirvana i just <clears throat> I, I never got it I, I never got all the love for it and i just never understood why they were so popular and everything and but it was still interesting to me because uh, I remembered seeing an article about this a while back, and there was a specific thing that they were talking a lot about, and that's the fact that he did uh, the guy that did the uh, the documentary didn't interview Dave Grohl, but he has Chris Chris on there. He's got Courtney Love. Yeah, he's that's got, weird. Yeah, he's got everybody but Dave Grohl basically, and and he's like, well. Pretty much, Dave Grohl would just be saying the same stuff Nova Selich would, so it just seemed like kind of 
doubling up. And I'm like, what? I, I don't know. It, it just seems odd to me. That does seem odd. But it's, I mean, there's a ton of home movies. There's a ton of Kurt Cobain recorded a lot of stuff he did, like audio tapes. Yeah. So it was interesting hearing his process because you could hear him kind of working a song out. And that's where that animated stuff comes in where they would kind of animate it just to, you know, have something on the screen basically. I mean, some of the montages they did with a lot of his notebooks and everything I thought was kind of, I don't know, I was getting bored with it because it's like two and a half hours. And honestly, I think they could have cut it down a little bit and it still would have been fine. Um, but I mean, it's it's interesting to see, you know, they talked to his dad, they talked to his mom, they you know, they talked to a lot of people. And just kind of how he was when he was growing up and, you know, all the letters he was writing after after his daughter was born and how he wanted to change. And then, you know, and, but it's so funny, like, well, not funny, but it's it's interesting to me because I've never liked Courtney Love. I just I never understood Courtney Love and how I think Hole had a couple of good songs, but I don't think it was because of her. Um, you know, it's funny. Their their first album was. eh. Yeah. Their second album sounds like Nevermind Part Two. Exactly. Like you can you can feel Kurt Cobain's influence on that album because he helped yeah. her finish that album, and it's literally Nirvana songs. Yeah. With her singing, and I loved that album. And there's a reason I loved that album. It was it was Kurt Cobain's writing that I loved, and exactly. she she did, and it was produced really well. It was great. The albums after that were pretty terrible and because he was dead at that point and she had no direction and she, she got uncle Fester in there from smashing pumpkins to, to help out because the next album she put out wasn't, was an absolute train wreck of an album. And he came into the studio and fixed a bunch of stuff and rewrote a bunch of stuff and re-recorded a bunch of stuff with her. And that came out sounding Kind of like a Smashing Pumpkins album. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so at that point, you started to wonder, like, did she ever really have any talent or was there? No. I mean, you could see it the very first album where none of those guys were involved. It was decent and it yeah. showed promise. but And it's funny because you can see in a couple of the interviews, they skirt around the issue yeah. with her. You know, they want to say something about it, but they don't because of decorum and everything else. Yeah. But Nova Selch, even because they asked about Courtney Love, and he goes, well, you know, he, he, he said, like, you know, when you're on the road so much, you kind of, he says, I really wanted to kind of build a house and have that family in a house. And he said, and that's what Kurt wanted to do, too. You could tell. And he said, then that's what Courtney offered him. And then he goes, oh, and plus she did drugs just like he did. Yeah. And that was that was basically the issue, and and they got a lot into you know all the accusations that she was shooting heroin when she was pregnant, and that uh, Francis was actually born hooked on heroin, and I mean just all kinds of stuff. And it, I mean it's pretty brutal stuff, and and um, I mean it was interesting to watch. I mean I wasn't that affected by it just because I wasn't that big of a Kurt Cobain fan, but I'm still you know I'm still affected by things because I'm a human being for God's sake. Um, and it's interesting to see kind of the process that he went through sometimes and, and some of the movies that, I mean, they really shot a lot of movies, yeah. but the funny thing is you watch those movies and you're like, Jesus, like how did anybody not pull him away from her? And that's why I tweeted today. I'm like, so I, I'm watching this. Everybody that, that was a Nirvana fan hates Courtney Love, right? <laughs> because it really did seem like she was kind of the catalyst for a lot of things that happened. Well, yeah. And everybody, yeah, everybody that was a Nirvana fan pretty much hated her because, she was seen as Yoko. She yeah. really was. 
And then um, he, then they, toward the very end of it, they showed him up on stage. It was the last uh, date of their tour that they were on, the, their last tour. And, I mean, it was a huge crowd, just humongous. And he said, there's been a lot of hate for Courtney, because so can I just everybody at the count of three say we love you, Courtney? And everybody did it, of course, because Kurt Cobain asked him to do it. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it was, I don't know, it was interesting to watch. Um, it was, it was... The best parts of it, I think, were when they talked to his mom and, you know, all the difficulties they had with him when he was a kid. And his dad seemed like he just really didn't want to have a kid. And it was like that 50s dad mentality where mom takes care of it and I don't really deal with it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, it's on HBO Go, so that's how I was watching it. Um, but, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it's a good watch. Um I, I do want to see it. I, yeah. I was interested in seeing it, but like it was, it had already started when I was like, "Oh yeah, that's on." And yeah, I flipped it on, and I was like, "Because uh, it came right into some whole story about when he was a kid, and it was all this animated thing." And I was like, "Is this what this whole thing is?" I don't know. No, if I'm into it's this. they kind of it's it. Those are used as kind of the. Uh, the the, the transitions from one step to another. Yeah. Because and they kind of skip uh, time periods a little bit. You know? I was kind of suspicious of the whole thing anyway, just because I had a feeling that Dave Grohl had nothing to do with it because there's been no mention of him. <laughs> really? Yeah. The only time you see Leading him is up in archival it. footage, but they have, you know, the, the guy that did the movie actually worked with like Kurt Cobain's family. Mm-hmm. And, the other thing I saw in the article way back before this came out was, and I think it's because they showed it at Sundance. And this whole thing came out about the fact that they got into his heroin usage. And they said, isn't that kind of opening, opening a wound that doesn't need to be opened? And the guy that made the film said, well, you know what? You know, I talked to the family. And, and the whole part of this is to show the fans kind of what he was going through and yeah. where a lot of this came from because he had this really bad stomach problem the whole time. And that's why he started it. Because he had this stomach problem, it was always irritated, and they, he just didn't have good health care at the time because it was still when they weren't really known. And he shot heroin, and all of a sudden it felt better. And you know, he talks about when he did it, but then there was the other, these other stories about like when Kirk Owen took six months off, and he said, "Oh, I just want to do this and do this," and and then they go to Courtney Love. She goes, "Oh no, he just took six months off to do heroin and play his guitar and sit around and do nothing." So it was kind of weird to see that too. The thing is, like, she acts like. She acts like she's telling the total truth all the time, but I don't really believe that. That was the whole thing. She wasn't believable when she was saying it. Yeah. she. I think she was saying things to make it look like it was all Kurt and I had nothing to do with this. I was just here to see it. Oh, I, We really wanted to have Francis and we, we tried. And if I had more time with him, I, I would have had more kids with him. But all they show her is just stone or whatever off her ass on, on methadone and, and heroin and everything else. Yeah. So well, yeah. that's that's the thing. I don't I don't understand why there would be a complaint about that because if you're making a movie, a documentary about his life and his impact and everything, to ignore the heroin, <laughs> what the yeah. fuck's the point? I mean, that was a huge part, and that was a big part. That and the depression, and all led to a suicide. So. Well, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't though, because then they talked about when he was a younger, how one time he actually tried to sit on railroad tracks and, and yeah, and have that I saw. Him. Yeah, and the train like took the other track. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, so I mean, it's but that's it was interesting. It, it was worth know? a watch. It definitely was worth a watch, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Nirvana or whatever. But you know, it, it was the other cool thing that I really liked that they did in it was they they used all Nirvana music, but they didn't use the recordings. They they had like a boys choir do one of the songs, hmm. and so there was all these alternate recordings of some of their their better songs. So that was fun to hear too. But the other problem I have with it is I'm I'm watching it here at my parents. And I'm just using the TV speakers. Well, when people are talking, it's really low. And then all of a sudden, boom, like the music kicks in and I get it, you know, booming rock and roll. But at the same time, the music mix is so freaking out of balance mm. that I'm, I constantly was putting the volume up and down, up and down, up and down. And I was scared that if I was listening to, to through headphones, I probably would have gotten an eardrum bleeding. But that's Nirvana, man. Yeah. No. But yeah, I mean, it was... It was it was interesting, but I don't think I'll watch it again ever. I don't see that ever happening, really. Yeah, I'll see it at some point. I'm just not clamoring to see it for some eh, reason. I, th- I, just, I think you. I think you'll get something out of it. Definitely. I'm sure I will. It just. It. To me, it just looks like a tough watch by just because of the way it was put together. It's. I mean, the subject matter I'm interested in and everything. It's yeah. just the way it was done. I just don't think I'm up on. So, I don't know. At least the five minutes of it that I saw, I I, I was like, I don't like this format yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. And I just turned it off. I said, plus I had come in like 20 minutes into it or half hour into it. And I was like, I, I'd rather see it from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'll, I'll see it at some point. So, who knows? Yeah. It'll always be there on, uh, on HBO Go anyway. They yeah. keep everything up there. Well, not really. Oh, speaking of that, I did see, I did get caught up on Silicon Valley. <sighs> oh my god, <laughs> freaking awesome! Yes, but last week was just killing me with Alice Wetterlin's on it. Now she's a really good comedian, and she, they bring her in as another coder, and, and yes, she's totally screwing with the guy. <laughs> she was awesome <laughs> because oh god, that show! I'm serious. It was it literally is being written for me. I just I adore that show so much. Yeah. My god, the whole thing with the ferrets too. Yeah, <laughs> and poor Big Head. Oh, Big Head. Hey, Baghead, everybody. Oh, but the thing with the monkey and the prosthetic arm. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, I got to say this. I don't care if I'm spoiling it. I don't awesome. care. So <laughs> this big company that the guy works for, used to work for. Cooley. Cooley. Um, he, star- he, 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 he spends billions or like millions of dollars just out of spite. And one of the things is he starts this new division and it's all dreamers. Like, you're the head dreamer here. And they bring in this professor uh, that that's like this the lead in robotics and all this other stuff. And he was the guy. He was he, in Nash Bridges. He was in. He's in a lot of things. He was in um, Idiocracy as the couple trying to have the the smart couple trying to have the baby oh, at the beginning. Yeah. He was the husband. That's right. Who died the, of a heart attack while he yeah. was trying. To- <laughs> this guy's been in a lot of stuff. You'll recognize him. He's yeah. a really good character actor. And. Um, they bring this guy in, and he, and he right away, oh, like he, the week before, Big Head's talking to HR about his new job because all of a sudden he gets seats uh, announced as like the 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 head or the co head dreamer or whatever, and he's like, "What?" And it's all it's, it's this really 
big story, but it's all out of spite, basically. And, and yeah. he's just getting promoted to be promoted. The, well, he's getting promoted because, because then when they do their lawsuit, they can say, look, this he was a co-founder right. Right. and he created it. And he's so brilliant that he moved up the up the chain in Hooli right. so quickly, and yeah. that's why we have a case. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he's an idiot. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah, nothing. so they so they they go into this big facility, and the 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 smart guy is like all pissed off. He goes, "Look what he's doing!" And all he's doing is like making potato guns and all this other stuff. And he goes, "Look what I'm doing right now!" So they go in, and there's this little monkey, this little rhesus monkey, and it has. Both arms are gone, and he goes, "Yeah, he lost. He lost both arms in a war, and we we saved him. And look what we made." And all of a sudden, this guy walks over and he puts this little robotic arm on his for his right arm, and he goes, "Look, we didn't have to do any surgery at all. Look at look at this amazing tech." <laughs> Within like three seconds, it starts masturbating really violently. <laughs> so the, so the, so then the uh, the guy's like, "Oh my god, what, what's happening?" He goes, ah, "Now you can't judge what he does what with the technology. It's it's what we're doing with the, what the technology is. That's what the focus is, you know." And he's just trying to keep things on track. And all of a sudden, <laughs> the monkey reaches around and grabs its crap and throws it at the, <laughs> at the window. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, that's great. <coughs> oh man, yeah. So. But I love when they sit down with Big Head, and they sit him down with HR to explain it, and and he's like, he's like, so what's going on? And he's like, oh, you're the you're the co-head dreamer at this new place. He goes, no, I was really happy with what I was doing, and and they're like, no, no, and and uh, you know you're gonna be working really closely with, with Professor Blah Blah Blah. And he goes, I don't know, I got the impression he doesn't like me. He goes, oh no, he doesn't like you. He he made that very clear. <laughs> He he packed up his family, moved all the way across the country to come here, and he's very upset that you're working with him. And he goes, "Well, enjoy your new office." He's like, "What?" He goes, "This is my office." Oh yeah, this is your office. I mean, it was just it, oh, yeah. it's, it's brilliant, Mike Judge. I just man, that guy just knows how to write. It's awesome. Oh. I wasn't I wasn't sure how they were gonna how they were gonna build the company in the second season, how they were gonna make that work, and yeah. they've done it beautifully. They really. They have done a fantastic job with hiring the coders and yeah cyborg fucker oh my god <laughs> he's not an android he's a cyborg god between that and and the girl i'm not a girl coder i'm a coder yeah yeah uh, oh god they've done some awesome stuff and she's like she's like so which uh of our several employees lodged the complaint could I guess <laughs> since it's her and the, only the two other guys <laughs> she's like did they see my he's like you and I both know how much you're making why are you doing this she's like because I like fucking with them <laughs> she's like did they see the I, I, I put up a fake credit card uh, bill up on my screen yeah. and left it there for a while did they see that yeah they see here they complained about it right here do you oh, see <laughs> oh yeah because they lodged a bunch of complaints oh god yeah that that show is just brilliant she's like well would you rather me go back to what i used to do with them which was photoshop and gay porn <laughs> they're like no no i think this this is okay then yeah well even you. better was you know they came in at the beginning of the uh, of the episode and, and they're like well you know now that we're a company we have to have a, a strict <laughs> harassment policy and he starts explaining the whole thing she goes well i like to have my friend come over and her nickname is cunty so am i not allowed to call have my friend cunty over here <laughs> 
there on the stand. She says Wait, it what? and says it and yeah, says it and says saying it. Just to make Jared completely oh. completely uh uneasy. That show is just brilliant. And Jared speaking German in his sleep. Yeah. When did you learn how to speak German? What are you talking about? I don't know German. <laughs> and what's great is now he's now his name is going to be OJ, even though the cyborg Jared yeah. is not working at the company. Old he's Jared. just stuck with OJ he's now. Like, no, I, I, I just uh, imagine it as, as original Jared. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh man, yeah, I uh, I love Silicon Valley. So, but enough of that. We need to talk video games. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll do that after the break, huh? Uh, if we have to. All right, I guess, so that we can make sure that people in Ireland are happy. Except he said he was not listening to us anymore, so fuck him. We'll talk about whatever we want. Mm. Yeah. So after the break, we'll talk about Dynasty Warriors 8 Empires, uh, Project Cars for the PS4, CPO Sharky on, on DVD for Season 1. We'll talk some emails, because I know we have at least a couple. Uh, we'll talk about some E3 plans, including Round 1. Get your S's down there and hang out with us and stuff and junk so we'll be right back eat a piece of ham so i'm not totally hungry <laughs> i've been eating since like 11 30 today I'm starving ham had a piece of ham mother made ham and scalloped potatoes and whatever <sighs> else out there it was delicious it's like she killed the pig ham. huh did she kill the pig probably not then she, she didn't make the ham it's well, a piece of ham she prepared the ham how about that <laughs> She, she cooked opened, the ham in the She in the opened oven. the Oscar Mayer package, vacuum sealed package. No, no, it was it's a regular ham. It's not sliced up or anything. It's it's a regular ham she had in the oven. Gloria Mantooth is a saint. Are you are you sure it wasn't Are you sure it wasn't Homer Simpson? <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. It's gone dead. I know. No, 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 no. Pig roasting in the oven. There's a call back. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> No. Oh, you mean in the in the RV? No, in the oven. In the oven. Is that when he glazed it, so, or when she glazed it so much it was like glowing? No. Okay. Dude, they've done if, ham how many times on The Simpsons? I wonder if anybody has picked up on what it is yet. It was the episode where he grabbed the Venus de Milo gummy off the girl's butt, <gasps> and she thought he was sexually harassing her. Yeah, I remember that episode. And the news said... Since we can't 
blah, blah, blah. We can't legally do this. Let's use our X-ray camera, our heat vision camera. <sighs> and they look inside and they yeah. can see them all sitting in front of the TV. And then they see the ham turning, roasting in the oven. And they're like, we believe that is Homer Simpson in there literally roasting in his own juices. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember the episode and everything. I just forgot that one. They've done yeah. ham so many times. Yeah. Remember the RV wouldn't start when they went over to uh, yeah. to Shelbyville to get their lemon tree back because he had the oven going in the in the yes. RV, <laughs> the big spit. <laughs> that had one of my favorite scenes ever in the entire series. That's actually probably my favorite episode. Ever. Bart is running from the dog. Yeah. And Homer throws the stake, and the dog in one in one jumps up in the air. One bite swallows the entire stake and lands. And the look on Homer's face runs <laughs> faster, like, boy. He's got a taste for blood, taste for meat, taste for meat. Yeah, <laughs> just the when it the 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 editing in that where he throws it, you see the thing go home. Yeah, and then it cuts right back to his face, and the look on his face. Is so goddamn funny, and then he says that line. I was just rolling. Well, then you've got uh, oh, I love Discovery that. Channel. Oh, <laughs> and you've got uh, Hark uh, to the Tale of Nelson. <laughs> well, Millhouse putting the uh, camouflage on because he thinks he's going to be able to blend into everything and screw with their heads. And then <laughs> the other kid says radical, and he's like, "Hey, that's my thing." And then they end up becoming like best friends. And, Spring uh, forth, burly protector, and save me! Oh, we're not really friends. <laughs> <laughs> he punches him, and that's and then, when he uh, dances and sings his song. Well, and then also uh, when they're driving away, that's my favorite thing ever from The Simpsons. Is when they drive away, and the and the dad and the kid that own the the uh, the, the impound lot, he starts shaking his fist. He's like, "Come on, boy, shake harder, <laughs> shake your fist harder." Just love that. Oh, that is. That's probably my favorite episode in The Simpsons ever. It's me, Bart Simpson. The stranger who walks among you is Bart Simpson. <laughs> well, and even who? before that. Bart Simpson from Springfield. He's from Springfield. Get him. Get him. <laughs> but even before that, when, he, when they were talking about the kids from Springfield, he's like, uh, like, uh, damn those handsome devils. Curse those handsome Curse devils. Curse those handsome devils. <laughs> Curse those oh, handsome devils. God. He has the scar. He's got the makeup kit. He's here, put a scar on him. And oh, God. And Abe's telling the story about the lemon tree. Back then. Uh, oh, yep. Yeah. That, is, that is a classic, classic episode. It is one of the best. It is. I, I honestly think that's my That one or the baseball one's my favorite. Where they bring in all the ringers for the, for the baseball tournament. Yeah. I told you to cut those sideburns. Yeah, that that joke I think was a little stale. The sideburns joke. Well, but it was funny because it was Burns telling him though. Yeah. Because then he's uh, Homer's coming up to bat because he has to come up to bat in the ninth because he's a right-handed hitter. Even though yeah. uh, Ken Griffey's got like how many or whoever has how, how many hits, and uh, and uh, Mr. Burns is giving him all the signs, and he goes, "But only if I if I touch my belt buckle not once, not twice, but thrice." <laughs> Oh, I love that show. What a show. Uh, anyway. All right. Why don't you tell us about uh, what we were here to talk about? Video games, man. Yeah, this is going to be brief. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a night court. Remember that one? I'll be 
brief. Yes. <laughs> um, so Dynasty Warriors 8 Empires is, uh, this is what they do. They do their Dynasty Warriors 8, their Dynasty Warriors, and then they always do the Empires one. They they usually do the Extreme Legends one. Uh, but the Empires one is usually the third, and it's the strategy one, quote-unquote. You don't see me air-quoting strategy here. Do you play um, for the dark side? See, the, the, the thing with this game, it is so freaking dense with instructions. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and Josh hates reading. I love reading. Uh, but I hate going through a hundred pages of instructions to get to the game. And I eventually, you know, I started reading some of it thinking, well, I need to understand this and need to know what I'm doing here. And then eventually, (laughs) Oh shit. Bless you. Eventually I skipped it Mm -hmm. because I just couldn't, I was like, I can't do this. Let me just get into the game. So as you try to get into the game, it wants you to do a million different things before you start. You know, you have to choose which faction you're going to play for. You have to choose, you know, what your rank is going to be. You have to, you can create your own player, which is actually pretty fantastic because you can create a crazy looking, completely customized player with all their equipment and customize everything. It's, it's, that's actually really cool. And a Um, new hat. And a new hat if you want one. Okay. The thing is though, if you just skim through all this and just, yeah, default, 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 and you get into it, it's dynasty warriors eight all over again. I mean, there's, there's supposed to be strategy there. And it's telling you, hey, you need to go do this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to that. And I'm just busy, like, killing people. And I got through some missions without really having to do much strategy. Um, you will have to as you get further into the game because it, it gets a lot tougher if you're not doing it uh, the way it wants you to do it. Um, but for the most part, <sighs> the strategy and and all the stuff that they add in it's a bit of overkill for these games. I mean, they're dynasty warriors games and at its core, it's hack and slash, just run around and just take out thousands of guys. Sure. Um, so adding in all of this other stuff, it just seems unnecessary. (laughs) I mean, I, I understand why they do it and I know that there are people that like that. Um, it just seems like it's too much at times. Um, and in a lot of places, it doesn't seem like it changes much of anything. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look fantastic. Um, you know, the, the dynasty warriors eight, uh, I don't remember what I said about how that looked, you know, it looked decent. Um, not great. Yeah, I, thought, I thought it looked actually good for a Dynasty Warriors game. Yeah. I mean, well, I think the They always Samurai, seem like a step back. When whenever they go to a platform, they always seem like they're like a step or a step and a half back. 
But I think out of all of these, still, out of all these Warriors games I've played over the past couple of years, that Samurai Warriors one, which I never got a written review up for, <gasps> that was that one, the one I played at Extra Life last year. Yeah. Because that's when we got it. We got it right around then. Yeah. And that one was PS3, PS4, and Vita, and you can move your save between all three of them. And I was doing it during Extra Life. Yeah, you were Life. freaking out. It was amazing, and it looked fantastic on all three platforms. It looked great on the PS4, and it played great on the PS4. That's, right. That is by far the best Warriors game that's come out for the PS4. And the fact that you can bounce back and forth between all three versions is just unbelievable and how easy it is to do. Um, so I love that one. This one, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, not so great. Um I, I think uh, going through all the strategy and all the uh, the politics and everything and and doing all that, it just it drags the game down too much. And I know that's what this game is supposed to be, right? But it's a Dynasty Warriors game, <laughs> which right. it you know it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like it it fits in this. I. They've been doing it for eight of these, so they know what they're doing, and they sell well enough, obviously, or they wouldn't keep doing it. So there are people out there that like it. It just, for me, it just doesn't feel right in this game. Um, from what I understand, because I started to look up after the fact, I'm like, is it me? Am I, <laughs> am I just missing something here? Um, but I've seen a lot of people online complaining that it's. Um, this is a common complaint of Dynasty Warriors in general that it's very much the same game as seven was, as six was, as five was. You know, they've added some stuff here and there, but it's not enough to make it worthwhile as a big upgrade. Um, it's very similar to all the other Dynasty Warriors Empires games. Um, too similar in in places. Sure. Um, it's the first, I think it's the first one I play. I might've played or dabbled in one of the other ones a long time ago. Um, it's the first one I remember playing and I don't know. I couldn't get into it too much. Um, it's, you know, it's decent. It looks decent. It doesn't look fantastic. Um, there's a lot of pop in with characters and things like that. Um, which, you know, we were joking about that, well, that's a Dynasty Warriors game. But I I don't remember seeing that in Samurai Warriors. And I think that's why I was freaking out when I was playing it during Extra Life. That it they had fixed all that. Like, uh, at least on the PS4. It was great on the PS4. Right. This, not so much. Um, okay. I mean... Using all that strategy, all all that stuff, if you really dig into it and you can deal with the 5,000 pages of text and the menus and everything that's involved in it, it can really extend the game and make it a big, deep, long-term game, game that you could play for a very, very long time, if you can get into all that. Right. If you don't have the patience for all that or you just don't, you know, it doesn't fit for you because, like me, I see it as a Dynasty Warriors game, not a big deep strategy game. Uh, it's just too much. It just gets to be way too much. So it really depends what you're looking for. Um, if you're looking for a Dynasty Warriors game, don't get this one. 
<laughs> if that's all, if that's all you're looking for is like the hack and slash crazy dynasty warriors, uh, sort of, uh, formula. This is not your game. If you're looking for a deep, deep strategy game. Yeah. You'll probably get a lot out of this. Um, okay. If you played a lot of dynasty warriors, empires games before, there's not probably not enough here to make it worth the purchase. There's not enough difference here to make it worth the purchase sure. from seven or six. Uh, so, you know, the, it comes with a lot of caveats, <laughs> basically. Um, otherwise, the underlying game, you know, the underlying fighting and, and voices and graphics and, you know, audio, all that is basically the same as Dynasty Warriors 8 was. Right. Know, they just slapped all the all the strategy on top of it. So, and with all those caveats, that's what you get. It really depends what you're looking for. Right. Um, I'd probably give it about a seven. Mm, okay. I mean, it 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 would appeal to some people. Um, would not appeal at all to other people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's tough. It's a tough sell, I think. Okay. Um. And it's not great. Mm. So, All right. yeah. Well, a game that uh, we've been talking about for a while now um, finally is coming out on the 12th here in the U.S. and, and Canada. Mm-hmm. came out in Europe last week. Also, it came out on Steam last week, if you have a PC that can run this thing. Uh, Project Cars, which stands for Community Assisted Racing Simulator. Uh, so, kind of an interesting way that this game came about. Uh, the, the developers actually raised all the money privately. They didn't actually go to any uh, traditional publishers, anything like that. Uh, And obviously this is a lot of PC users, uh, so a lot of people that probably have huge rigs and they play iRacing already and that sort of thing. And uh, this is from uh, a new studio called Slightly Mad Studios. They've been working on this game for quite a while. Uh, It's developed over in Great Britain. Uh, And it's it's an interesting concept uh, behind it, but... Uh, what's really cool is, you know, <clears throat> you see it a lot with like uh, a lot of the sports games already where there's always a very uh, invested community. You know, you go over to Operation Sports and you go to the MLB 15, the show threads. Uh, it, it's pretty intense and it's not just that they're crazy or whatnot. It's the simple fact that uh, they're passionate about the game and, and they want it to be as, uh, as good as possible and, and as accurate as possible, that sort of thing. So it's an interesting concept because the people that actually put money into the game uh, originally, uh, they would purchase these things called tool packs. And these tool packs would allow them to contribute to the development of uh, things like, um, uh, like you know, some of the marketing stuff. You could buy things so you could help with QA and do a lot of alphas and betas, that sort of thing. And, and that's how this all came about. So now it's out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And I've had the PS4 one since Thursday. And I've been playing it a bunch of different ways. I've actually played it with the Thrustmaster T80, which the review is up on the website right now. Uh, Also with the T300, which I'm working on the review for that. And also today, played all day with the DualShock 4. So I want to make sure that I I cover some different control uh, options. So a lot of people, for some ungodly reason, keep asking me uh, to compare it to Drive Club. And I keep telling them that it's apples to oranges. Um, Drive Club is more of an arcadey game with some sim elements in terms of the physics and everything else, but it's an arcadey action racer. And I've said that since day one. Uh, 
Project Cars is more in line with like a Forza 5 or a Gran Turismo 6. Uh, it's a sim and, and more of a sim than a game, uh, although there are obviously a lot of game elements. So what you start with, I believe, unless things have changed, uh, but, and I don't have the, the fact sheet in front of me, but uh, you start with 60 different cars. Uh, they're going to be releasing new cars every month for free. There is no season pass for this, uh, which is really nice. And um, like I believe around 110 to 130 different locations. Now, some of the locations uh, have multiple tracks. So I don't know exactly know like how many tracks, that sort of thing. I think it's, like, oh, it's over 100, though. It's the most on any game right now from what I've heard. Uh, most of them are actually real tracks as well, but some of them they can't call the name because of licensing issues. So like Monaco is actually called Azure Coast because that's the location it says, the Azure Coast, instead of calling it Monaco. So if you've played any Gran Turismo 5 or 6, or even I think this was in 4, uh, this track is going to look really familiar to you. Uh, there are a couple of tracks they've done on their own, including a couple of the go-kart tracks are, are their own, but also... I always get the name wrong, and I wrote this down, but Cote, uh, Cote d'Azur and also the California Pacific Coast are both tracks that they... They're point-to-point tracks that they created themselves, and they're a lot of fun, actually. Um, but where this is very different from even the Forza games or Gran Turismo is that you start with everything unlocked. Everything is there. All the tracks, all the cars are, are, are available. I like that. Yeah, it, it is really cool, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, part of that experience on like Gran Turismo and everything was, you know, you fighting to open up new things, you fighting to open up new cars, that sort of thing. But at the same time, it's great because there's no car dangling out there like that hundred dollar one and real money on Forza five, you know, you have everything. Uh, the differences are that yes, you can tweak your cars and you can tweak a lot of stuff in project cars. Like anything you can think of, you can probably tweak it, but there are no upgrades to the cars. So you're not putting new transmissions on. You're not putting superchargers on. You're not putting all this stuff on. You can tweak the hell out of it. You can adjust the air pressure in each individual tire. You can change the brakes if they're uh, more to the front or the back. You can change um, your suspension. Everything can be tweaked. Uh, you can even do a couple of different custom paint jobs that are available. You can't paint them yourself yet, but there are available paint jobs for all of them. Uh, so some people are complaining about that, that, oh, I can't upgrade the car. Personally, I don't care because... You still get that balance that you get from, like, a drive club. You know, that was the whole strategy behind drive club is that you got the different classes, and they kept the classes very balanced. Now, in this one, the big difference between this and, like, a Forza or Gran Turismo is that it doesn't have 500, 600 different cars. It starts with 60, and they're all race cars. Now, there are going to be some, like, there's a Mercedes AMG SLS AMG, sorry, Mercedes SLS AMG that is a street car, you know, quote-unquote, but the AMGs are, you know, overtuned and everything else, and um, they're used as race cars. So it might not have a number on it, may not have paint, but it's a race car. So that's the differentiation right there. But you'll have a lot of like open, open, uh, open wheel racers. You know, Indy or not Indy? I'm sorry. Uh, Formula One cars, Formula Rookie cars, uh, even going back a ways like with GT3, GT4 cars, that sort of thing. Uh, and it's fun. It, it's the the car selection's really cool. There aren't any Japanese cars yet, which is kind of a bummer because there's a couple of race, uh, a couple of tracks I'd really like to take, uh, like a Nissan around or a Toyota. Um, and there's only a couple of American cars in there. Uh, there's uh, the there's a couple Mustang variations. I I'm trying to think if there's anything else for American right now. There might not be. 
And also, obviously, since EA owns the Porsche license, uh, you don't have Porsches in your have roofs, which roof is uh, an, uh, a tuned Porsche from a different company. So uh, you can do a lot of things in it. It's 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 pretty crazy. And, and like I mentioned before, um, you can do just about anything you want in this game that's available. So what you might want to do as kind of a refresher before you get started with the game is I put a ton of videos over on our YouTube channel, and, and most of them are full 1080p, full 60 frames per second. And the big thing is when you start the game up the first time, it will ask you what level you think you are as a racer. It's kind of like MLB The Show when you get on and it says, are you advanced or are you a beginner? Same kind of thing. So the first time I booted this game up, I chose advanced because I had the wheel and everything else. I said I didn't want to dick around with the stuff. I chose advanced. It was next to impossible for me to control the car with a DualShock. Next to impossible. Because it turns everything for assists off. It turns everything off and it goes to full realism. The problem is, is I have this expectation of how it's going to feel because I've been playing Gran Turismo 6 for so long. And that I can actually play with a DualShock very well. So what I suggest you do is there's a beginner, a novice, and advanced, which I think is kind of funny because beginner and novice seem pretty close to each other. Even if you're a hardcore racer, you've got the whole rig, you've got multiple screens, whatever, start with the middle section. Start with novice. Go in and turn some of the assists off. But I left a couple of these assists on because I wanted to get used to how the game plays, but also I don't know a lot of these tracks. And I... I just, you know, I, I like to keep the arrows on for a little bit so I, I can find my way around, around the tracks and get used to it. Uh, so I can get used to when I have to brake, uh, because the braking is very different in this than it is in both Forza and Gran, Gran Turismo 6. Um, well, especially Forza, because that's like, the brakes never work. Uh, so use Novice, go in and turn off some of the assists. The only assists I left on, I left the directional arrows on to show you where you, you know, like kind of the, the best line, that sort of thing, which I never follow. Um, but also I leave stability control on and traction control. Everything else is turned off. Steering control, brake, brake, everything. All that other crap is off. Um, and I've been doing really well. Like, I was, I was racing well with all three control schemes. Not perfect, but it was working well. I'm getting first place in some of the races, that sort of thing. Uh, the other thing is, there's, and, and there's Josh tweeting. Uh, the other thing is, there's not really a difficulty setting for the game. You're not it's choosing. Job. Huh? It's my job. Yeah, it's your job. Uh, you're not really choosing a difficulty, but what you can do is you can tweak uh, how good or bad the AI is, and you can tweak conditions. Hey, wait a second. <clears throat> wait a second. If you're doing your review, why are you looking at Twitter? Because it's on the screen that I'm looking at, because I have my notes on the screen, uh-huh. and Twitter's directly to the left of it, and all of a sudden I saw Philip J. Fry pop up because uh-huh. your, your avatar is very easy to pick out. Well, that was a that was a scheduled tweet, so don't worry about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure, it was. Um, so uh, now nah, I lost my train of thought. You fucker! <laughs> God damn it! Well, I mean, there's so much to go over, and the thing is, like, even for options, you can go in, you can tweak every single thing for your controller. Like, even if you're just using the DualShock, you can you can tweak how sensitive R2 is for the throttle. You can you can even put a, a dead zone in for the throttle. You can put a dead zone and sensitivity in for each individual analog. You can actually uh, assign each, each individual button on your controller, no matter what the controller is. Every single button can be reassigned. 
I mean, there, the level of customization in this game is unrivaled, in my opinion. Uh, they let you do pretty much everything. Uh, the same way with, like, the visuals. You can turn some of the visual stuff off. So if you don't like that realistic, like it happens in Drive Club every now and then, where the sun's right in your eyes, and it's actually shining down and gleaming through the windshield, you can turn that bloom off. You can turn this effect off, that turn effect off, if it, uh, if it uh, uh, distracts you too much. Uh, you can, I mean, same way with sound, you can tweak, like, the volumes of different things. And that's one thing, if you're, if you're going to stream this game on, uh, on share at all, you need to turn your master volume down to about 40% because it's so loud that nobody can hear you talking, uh, we found out. So I had to take it down to about 30 to 40%. <clears throat> um, so tons of stuff you can tweak. I went through all that on the videos on, on YouTube, and obviously it's, it's just easier to go there and look at it and see what's going on. Instead of uh, me telling you. Uh, but you can do solo races. You, there's an online mode. And you can also do a career. So solo races are really fun. Go in and you can pick whatever track you want to do. You can pick whatever car you want to race with. And then you can actually go and tweak all of the uh, settings in it. So you can actually say, okay, I want to do however many laps. And you can choose, I think, like 99 laps if you want to. And you can say, like, I want my gas consumption and my, and my tire wear to be realistic. Or I want it to be lower, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you can also set different weather options. So what you can do is you can just say, okay, I want it rainy the whole race. Or you can actually set up multiple weather slots and then set up like four or five different things. Like, okay, I want it to start sunny, and I want it to get foggy, and then I want it to rain, and then I want it to get sunny again. And as you progress through the race, it'll actually do that. That's really cool. Yeah, and you can set time progression. You can speed up time progression if you want to see the, the sun move because the sun will move through the sky uh, accurate for the time or for the day and the time for the real calendar day and time, the sun will be in the right position. Uh, the other cool thing is, if you're doing like an actual event that happens in racing, so like the 24 hour at Le Mans, when you go set that up as a solo race, you can say, I want it <clears throat> to be the same weather and and uh, sun and everything else. I want everything to be the same in terms of conditions as it was on the day that that was run this year. That's cool. Yeah. That's pretty fantastic. Or you can say, okay, it was two months ago. I want it. I want all my conditions to be whatever it is at Le Mans today, this calendar day. So it actually gets all the correct weather information from all these tracks. So it's a neat thing. And, and it, it's, it's a lot of fun. And it gives, you some, it gives you some things to go back and try. Like, oh, I wonder what the weather's like today. You know, that kind of crap. Um. So you can set all that stuff up, do the solo race. Racing is is really good. Even Right now I'm using an automatic. I'm not good at shifting. I was doing some shifting for a while, and I went back to automatic just because I, I need to focus on the tracks first and learn the, learn the tracks. I know that now. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's really fun to play it. It definitely feels like you're on a surface. That's the great thing about it. it unlike I, I know I complain up and down about it, but Forza 5, my biggest problem with Forza 5 is it feels like you're driving on glass to me. I, I cannot stand it. Uh, Gran Turismo 6, I thought, was really like the gold standard. Like, it just felt right to me. They had the tire physics, they had the suspension, and it just felt right. Project Cars feels good. It feels different than Gran Turismo 6, though. So that's one thing you have to focus on. Uh, the biggest thing is braking. Because when you brake, they take inertia into... Uh, into effect a lot more than I think they do in Gran Turismo 6. So a lot of the older cars, especially with mechanical brakes, when you brake, 
everything locks up on you, and all of a sudden you're just skidding straight no matter what. Even if you were in a turn, it just kind of clunks straight. So that's one thing to get used to. Uh, the other thing is, and my biggest complaint about it right now, is when cars collide, it doesn't feel right. Like, it feels like all of a sudden your car has no weight to it, and they kind of... I got flipped real easily one time. It's really weird, though, because it feels fine when you're racing it. It's just when that interaction happens between the two cars, it feels like all of a sudden they're just a plastic shell. I don't know what to, what to say about it. Uh, it. It's weird, and maybe it's just my perception because I've played a, a bunch of other racing games in the past, whatever, but that's my biggest complaint right now is that it just feels weird because the other problem is... And it happens a lot uh, when you start in the starting grid. You know, you always have a couple of idiots that wing around, and all of a sudden you might get caught up. Like I have a guy stop short on me every now and then, so all of a sudden I'm taken off, and all of a sudden a guy in front of me just stops dead. The problem is when you get somebody in front of you and you bump, it's almost like the the bumpers are magnetized, and they won't let you go until you hard brake and then turn off. Like you can't just like he'll get in front of you and you try to turn away, and you can't even turn. It's just, it's locked up hard, hmm. so it's it's really weird, and I don't know if that's by design or if that's a bug or what, but it's kind of annoying. I've learned to get around it now, uh, but that also goes to my other complaint is the AI. Sometimes the AI seems like a bunch of simpletons, basically, and and the reason I say that is either they're really aggressive, they're middle of the road, or they're not aggressive at all. The middle of the road guys you barely ever see because they're just kind of meandering along. But the really aggressive guys, it's almost like you're playing Drive Club online. Like, they'll just bang into you, bang into you, bang into you, trying to get you out of their way. And I've been spun out a few times, you know. It's not as bad as, again, as in Forza uh, with the Drivatars, but it is. It it just seems like the AI is still a little, like, each AI individual is simplified too much. Like, they just have one goal in mind, either be an asshole, don't really care, or you're never going to see me. Uh, so that I hope that they're going to patch in the future or I, I don't really want to turn it up. I've messed with it a little bit. And when you turn it up, they just get more aggressive. The ones that are aggressive just get more aggressive. You know, they're bigger assholes. So like they just got a podcast. They're bigger assholes. Um, yeah, I'm talking about us. So, but other than that, (laughs) well, you couldn't even be a bigger asshole. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, um, I don't want to seem too negative because I'm not. I really enjoy this game. I mean, visually, it it it, it is. It's it's great. It, it's a solid frame rate. Apparently, it does slow down a little bit. It gets down to the low 50s instead of solid 60 all the way through. Uh, I haven't really noticed it. Uh, there is a glitch in the replay system that's been there for a long time, apparently. Uh, when you're watching a replay, every now and then it'll kind of hitch, and that's just a bug. Uh, so they said they're going to fix that, but... Gameplay-wise, I think it's fantastic. It looks great. It, it runs really, really well. Um, like, especially the sky and how they render the sky, and, and it just it looks so good. And the other thing is just the attention to detail in a lot of ways. So one of the tracks, and it's in Forza 5, uh, one of the tracks is uh, Road America, which is about an hour and a half away from where I live here in Wisconsin. It's a fantastic track, uh, four-plus miles, uh, really technical track. It's just a blast. And they have all the real advertising. Or not all of it, but a lot of the real advertising. So they've got Johnsonville Brats. They've got uh, uh, Sargento Cheese. They've got uh, uh, Briggs & Stratton. Like, all the stuff you see at Road America is there. I was really impressed with that. Because they have some of that in Forza, but they did it better in Project Cars. They really did. 
because uh, they've got it in the right places and everything too. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 great so far. Um, right now, it's hovering at like an eight point five. Uh, oh, well, let me talk about a couple more things though. Shit. And I'm saying hovering because I'm not going to grade it until I can play online a lot tomorrow. Uh, the one thing that I noticed with the audio, the audio is fantastic. I mean, it you can even hear like the suspension creaking when you're when you're taking a lot of shots. Uh, you can hear the suspension creaking. You can hear the mechanical brakes clamping onto the brake pads. Um, but there's one problem with the audio, and that is when you go through a tunnel, it doesn't change. Huh. There's no reverb. There's no echo. There's nothing. It's all the same audio all the way through. And that's just that's kind of a glaring error. I mean, there's not a lot of tunnels in the game. Three points there off. Are, huh? <clears throat> three points off. Yeah, three points off. 6.5. Yeah. No, but it you know it is something that you notice, and it, it's bothersome because the audio was really good. I mean, they sampled all the real engines and everything else, and it sounds different if you're on the outside view of the car compared to the inside. And you've got seven cam- seven different cameras to work with. Uh, they even have this helmet cam, which is really interesting. So when you wear the helmet, or you're in the helmet cam, you actually see the helmet. Like, it's your eyes inside the helmet. So you can see the mouthpiece a little bit, and you can see the foam above your eyes. But what happens is your vision kind of focuses more on what's going on, and it kind of gets fuzzy on the outsides. But also, like in Drive Club, when you're coming up to a corner, your driver's head will turn and look at the apex of of the turn. And you can adjust that, too. You can even turn that off, or you can make the effect more than it is. So, again, you can adjust pretty much everything. You can also turn on an effect where if you're going really fast, uh, kind of like in, I think Grid did this, where all of a sudden your focus kind of came in a little bit, and it was yeah. more of a circle. You can turn that on. I mean, there's a shake that you could turn on at high speeds uh, for even more realism, you know, all that stuff. Uh, so, I mean, there's a ton of options. And each individual camera angle... Or each individual camera you have for, for driving, you can adjust the field of view even. So you can zoom it in, zoom it out, all, all kinds of things. Uh, the other thing is online. I did play a couple of races online, uh, but obviously there's servers in Europe. But the ones I played on were excellent. They played great. I didn't have any lag problems. Unfortunately, voice chat worked because there was always one guy that had the camera on really sensitively. So every single thing that was happening in the room, because he had his speakers up too loud, too, uh, you could hear everything. It was just a nightmare. And I just learned after my last online race how to mute people uh, because it wasn't very obvious to me. Hit R1 when you're in the lobby, and you can actually go over and choose somebody. But online worked great. But again, I don't want to grade online until I played it on the servers here in North America after they get slammed with all the people buying the game. So that's why it's not getting a grade yet. That's why I haven't written the review yet. And uh, that process will start probably tomorrow afternoon. But like I said, right now it's hovering at around an 8.5. Because I, I do think there's some things that, that can be improved, uh, especially with how the cars interact with each other and uh, with that audio uh, thing. Uh, also, uh, I saw somebody today and I, I looked at the, uh, the forums. Apparently people that have uh, Fanatic wheels or Fanatec, however you want to say it, there's a big problem with those wheels on the game, and they said they were supposed to work perfectly when it came out. So apparently there's a patch on the way um, to fix that problem. But overall, I'm, I'm really impressed. I, I, I was kind of worried that it wasn't going to play very well. I'd seen earlier videos and, and stuff like that that it looked like it was just you were skating. 
and it really does play great. Uh, when it rains, it plays really differently. If you have a car with a lot of torque, you're going to spin out if you hit that accelerator. Uh, but, you know, this is for the hardcore sim people. This isn't really for the drive club crowd. Uh, this isn't for the Ridge Racer crowd. This isn't, you know, this is the Gran Turismo crowd. Um, you can you can turn a lot of assists on that help you get around the track easier if, you, if you're kind of, you know, an, uh, one of those people that doesn't want to spend $400 on a goddamn wheel, you know. If you just want to play a nice racing game, there is enough here for it to be ex- exciting and fun. Um, but it's not really aimed at you. It's aimed more for the people that want to actually like race cars and stuff like that. Um, I don't. It's funny. I saw somebody say that it's more hardcore than Gran Turismo Six, and I disagree completely. Uh, I think Gran Turismo Six overall is still a better simulator uh, in terms of like suspension, tires, that sort of thing. Uh, but this one gets it really well done. Or gets it. Well done, I think. Um, yeah, like you even have to turn on your windshield wipers and your lights and everything. It's it's pretty cool how they did it. But uh, yeah, it's 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 great. I've been spending a ton of time on it. I want to spend a lot more time on it. Uh, oh shit! There is one negative I need to talk about. <laughs> See, I even wrote this stuff down. I did, I went right past this one on my list. The career mode. So the career mode's interesting because you can start anywhere. On the career, you don't have to start with carts and work your way up, which I did the first time I played it, and I streamed it. And the carts are well done. I just don't like driving carts, <clears throat> unless it's real life. So the problem I have with it is, and you'll see it in the videos, if you guys watch any of the videos I did, I put like a couple of replays up of the whole stream. They bring you to a calendar, but the calendar doesn't make any sense because it seems like you're always on the same day because there's multi-day events, so you have practice, then you have qualifying, then you have a race, and then the next day you have another race. But on the calendar, it's all in one spot. It doesn't make any sense. So basically what you have to do on the calendar is just hit square, and it takes you to the day you're supposed to be at. The problem is now, though, and I need to go in and look more, but I'm pretty sure I'm right, is I got through a season. And all of a sudden there was a contract offer, but it was for indie Rookie again. Or not indie. I'm sorry. God damn it. I keep saying indie for uh, Formula One Rookie. And I'm like, I was just in Formula One Rookie. That doesn't make any sense. But that was the only contract I had. I had a contract for that, and I had a contract for 125cc carts. I'm like, I'm not driving carts. So I did the Formula Rookie again, and all of a sudden I, I was like, wait, I'm doing the same races again. So I think I was just redoing the same year. Hmm. So their calendar is really confusing, and it's really odd. So that's one of my focuses tomorrow when I, before I start writing all this stuff is to figure out this freaking career mode and figure out how I can progress because I was getting enough points and I was getting enough wins that I should have progressed on, but I didn't. It just repeated right into what I, what I just got done playing. So I'm a little confused. I don't know what's going on. I know I'm old. I've got an onion tied around my belt, but yeah, I don't know. So... Yeah, that's about it for now. I'm sure I'll have more to talk about next week because I'm going to play it a lot more. So there you go. There's Project Cars. All right, sir. And now to talk about more video games called CPO Sharky. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this was one. This was one that I. I was aware of. All right. It aired from 1976 to 1978. 
Um, so I was a child. Uh, I was aware that it was on. Uh, it was in reruns a lot. Uh, but for whatever reason at that age, I just wasn't, it didn't interest me. Um, I knew of Don Rickles, but I always saw the, his goofy, um, uh, Lieutenant, not Lieutenant, <laughs> uh, cause he's chief petty officer, his goofy sidekick, basically guy, the really tall blonde guy who, with the goofy Southern drawl. Uh, yeah. I hated that guy. Yeah. So whenever I'd flip it on, I'd see that guy and I'd be like, I'm not interested in this show. And I turn it off. <laughs> um, so this was the first time I'd ever really watched episodes of it. Um, I didn't get through the whole first season, um, but that's what's on here. It's three discs in the okay. set. It's selling for the retail price is twenty nine ninety five. Um, but obviously expected to be lower on Amazon and everywhere. Uh, right. It does include the Johnny Carson clip from the Tonight Show that we were talking about earlier, which is pretty fantastic. Oh, I agree. Um, I that that's still one of my favorite uh, favorite old school moments. Yeah, when Carson did that, because Carson could get away with it. Well, yeah, there aren't many people that could get away with doing what he did, but he they, he definitely could. So this has not ever been available in any format. Apparently, uh, this is the first time it's on, and there's kind of a reason for it. <laughs> it's one of those things that's very much a product of its time. Um, so he plays Chief Petty Officer uh, Sharky. Um, he's in charge of new recruits at a base in San Diego. And uh, <laughs> it was basically set up for Don Rickles to get the guys lined up and insult them. Oh, yeah. Because he's the insult comic. Um but to use all the ethnic humor at his command from the fifties <laughs> here in the early seventies, because they have the black guy, the Polish guy, the Jewish guy, the Puerto Rican guy, well, yeah, you know, and he, the Italian guy, and he tears into them with every stereotype you could imagine. Um, and it was kind of surprising <laughs> to see it. Um, but really on the back of the, DVD because I was looking at it and I'm, I'm reading this because one of the other things that came up, I think the third episode, uh, this disclaimer comes up on screen <laughs> and it says, well, it's not the disclaimer you're thinking of. Uh, the disclaimer comes up on screen and actually says, <sighs> um, I should have written it down. It says that the original tape for this episode was lost. Okay. Or at least part of it was lost. And there's it's just completely gone. There's no record of it anywhere. There's no copy of it anywhere. Wow. So what they had to use was a videotaped copy of the syndicated version. Oh, my God. So it's of lower quality when you see it. There's definitely a difference between the first two episodes and then suddenly this one. There's a drop in quality. Um, <laughs> and it's missing about two minutes of it. 
because they always cut out a couple extra minutes for syndication to jam more commercials in. Um, so I didn't even expect that. I didn't know anything about that. It, it didn't say anything about that on the paper that I got with it, at least not that I saw. And then all of a sudden that popped up and I was like, oh, wow, that's really odd. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, but they did it just to get the, the episode on there so that they could have the full first season. On the back of the DVD cover, all the way at the bottom in this fine print, it says, warning, some of the jokes and ethnic references heard in these episodes would most likely not be allowed on network TV today and reflect the tenor of the times. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. In other words, lighten up, Francis. I don't know. Yeah, it's... Um, I was kind of surprised by some of the things, some of the jokes. Um, they're they're pretty brutal by today's standards. Oh yeah. Uh, and this was network TV. This was NBC in the mid seventies. So, um, it's decent. I mean, it's it's got its. It's not the greatest show that was ever made, but yeah. I'm such a Don Rickles fan, and I still am, and um, it's something that, I mean, I saw way when I was real young, so I might have memories of it that aren't even true anymore, but Probably. I would love to see it, because yeah. that's, that's some history right there. It is, and it's interesting. I mean, it's it's a time capsule. It definitely is a time capsule, um, and it's Don Rickles doing Don Rickles, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, it's they. It's typical sitcom. You things get set up, and they're quite obvious where they're going um, half the time um, because you have to jam this stuff in here in twenty-two minutes. Uh, so it's it's kind of cool that they 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 were able to gather it all together, um, including you know missing episodes and things like that. And put them all on here. Yeah. Um, the video quality is decent, actually. It's not terrible. Really? It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Uh, and the other thing that threw me off, because I didn't remember when... Like, I hadn't... I had glanced at the paper that came with it, but I didn't really look at it. And when I picked up the the DVD case and I was about to put it in and watch it, I'm looking at the back of it and the three pictures from the show on the back are all in black and white. Mm. So in my mind, I'm like, this was in black and white. Oh my gosh. How old is this show? <laughs> and you know, you put it in it's in color. And I was like, well, wait, what? And then I looked at the paper. I'm like 76. Wait, what? <laughs> and then I was all confused. Cause I just, I was, you know, I was thrown by the, by the DVD set itself. Um, so yeah, I, the video is decent, um, better than I thought it would be. Yeah. Cause I've seen footage from back then and I <laughs> didn't expect it to be anything good. I, I expect a wavy lines everywhere. And yeah, no, it's, it's actually not, not terrible. Um, it's, <laughs> it's decent, um, better. Yeah. Just better. Cool. Um, so it's one of those things that if you're not a Don Rickles fan or I don't know, 
if you're not a Don Rickles fan, you're probably not going to like the show. No, not at all. Um, because I mean, it's a guy, you know, it's a chief petty officer teaching guys how to be in the Navy. Yeah. And like the first three minutes of the show, I mean, Don Rickles really was in the Navy. He served on a ship in world war two or wherever. Um, yeah, he's that old. Um, <laughs> yep. So, and he's still touring. He still does clubs. Yeah. So the first couple minutes of the show really felt like a Navy recruiting video. Oh, I'm sure there was oh, some stuff going on. He, he walks, he walks into this, to his chiefs, to his superior's office, uh, the captain or whoever it was. And he sits down and he's like, so, so chief, 28 years in the Navy or whatever it was. He's like, yeah. When did you, when did you decide you wanted to be a Navy man? Oh, I wanted to be a Navy man all my life. You know, and they go into, it's, it's like beating you over the head with the patriotism and let's join the Navy and how great it is. I was like, oh, the whole show is not going to be like this. Well, you got to remember that was probably a low time in recruitment because it was after Vietnam. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Um, Nixon was out of office. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was at an all-time low for the U.S. military at that point, seventy-six to seventy-eight, like oh, in yeah. that era. Um, so yeah, that's uh, uh, one of those. It's just such an odd show. Um, <laughs> it is kind of weird that that's the one that came out on DVD. It's wow. yeah. So yeah, it only went two seasons. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's a tough one to 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 really score i i'd probably give it a 7.5 all right i mean the you know the show itself it's got its heartfelt moments and it's got its humor it's got its very serious racial humor oh yeah definitely um where things really could have gone off the rails like the third or fourth episode somewhere in there um the japanese guy yeah uh, who you'll recognize. He's He's been in a lot of stuff. Um, he decides to go AWOL because he can't handle the way Sharky is berating him and saying racist things to him. Like, they actually bring that up. That's part of... That's, that's the core of the episode. Sure. Um, and they bring the kid's father in and then Sharky is standing there with the father and his new chief, uh, who was a woman, who he swore he would never serve under a woman because women don't belong in the Navy. <laughs> um, but the father starts to speak and he speaks a little English. And Sharky's like, oh, oh, can I, I speak Japanese? Oh, God. And, yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Um but he is speaking some actual Japanese. And of course he's always saying the wrong thing. Well, sure. And the guy is like, no, you just asked me uh, where the bathroom was, you know, (laughs) and it's ha ha ha. That's a joke. Um, But it's actually, it actually plays out not as bad as I thought it was going to be. The thing about it is, and you know, you see uh, what's her name now doing the same kind of comedy. Oh, what the hell's her name? She hasn't been around much lately. She's on Stern a lot. Oh, um, yeah, I know who you're talking God about. Damn it. But she, she's Lisa kind of the Lampinelli. female. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lisa, Lisa Lampanelli. She's kind of the female Rickles, but she swears a lot. Rickles never swore. Yeah, yeah. But the thing about it is, and, and the whole mindset behind it is, every ethnicity gets ripped on. Well, yeah. And then and that's the thing is, and that's how they get away with it, is that it, they even rip on the whites, and but they go after everybody. And, and it's, it's just about kind of, I really like that kind of comedy because I think it kind of releases some tension in the room to begin with because everybody's getting ripped on. And it's not about... It's it's really about making fun of stereotypes more than anything else. It is, yeah. And I, I, I've 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 always been a huge fan of Rickles. I don't think I could pull that kind of comedy off, but um, the man's a genius. Like you, st- there's a great documentary on him on Netflix. I think it's still up there. Uh, Mr. Warmth, I think it's called. Mr. Warmth. If you get a chance, watch that documentary because it is just it's fantastic. And you know he's like the sweetest guy in the world. But he just—he's got such a quick wit, and he's the only guy that could that could rip on Sinatra to his face and not have some mobster take him out. Well, yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, they, they joke about it, but it's true. So it's true. It's true. Uh, yeah. So I'm—I really, like I said, when I come for extra life, I want to grab these DVDs and watch them because I, I, I would just love to see it. Well, he did. He did uh, something with Rickles. Or with Rickles, with um, Sinatra, one of the best jokes ever. Um, where he he was, I don't know where he was. He was in Vegas or something with some girl. And he's oh, when Frank he, walks over to him, he told him to. He begged him. He's <laughs> yeah. like, Frank, I need you to come over. I'm going to have my girl here later at the club. Please, please come over to the table so you can meet her. And Frank's like, Oh, jeez. Yeah. So he finally walks over and he's like, Hey, Don, how you doing? He's like, Frank, would you get out of here? I'm busy with my girl. <laughs> <laughs> and Sinatra was like, What the? Fuck? <laughs> I, know, I love that one. Yeah, that was brilliant. Oh. That actually Frank, was brilliant. Get out of here. I'm busy. But did you see him in Dirty Work? Did you ever see Dirty Work? Oh, yeah, when he's the theater manager? That was actually one of the best scenes in that movie. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, because Norm MacDonald could not keep a straight face no. through that scene, and they just left it all in there. Well, he was laughing at everything. Well, there's a bunch of credits, too. Yeah. Yeah. It was so funny, because he, they just told him, just come in and insult everybody, basically. Yeah. And, and it was hilarious. comedy, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Bob Saget directed that. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it is a funny fucking movie. And actually another one with Artie Lang uh, called Beer League about a summer uh, yeah. softball league. That movie is hysterical. Yeah. Uh, and actually uh, uh, Karate Kid's in it. Um, Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio's in it. Yeah. Yep. We were just quoting that yesterday. Me and Rock, when we were at the Brewer game, we were talking about it because, uh, I mean, he and I both played softball forever after high school, you know, and. Uh, there were always those guys. Like, there's this one guy on the team, and he's all he cares about is his average. It's like, it's softball. What do you care about your average? <laughs> yeah, coming up to the plate, looks like a healthy Lou Gehrig up there hitting five eighty five. Because somebody did it. We were at the Brewer game yesterday, and somebody did a shift, and we always call it the Devanzo shift now because of that, that movie. Jeez. Oh, so if you haven't seen a beer league and also Dirty Work, they're both hilarious movies. Yeah. Because Norm McDonald's one of those people for me that, and I'll have to play a Norm McDonald clip at the end of the show this week, so you'll hear Norm McDonald at the end of the show. Uh, but Norm McDonald for me, like, and he actually did this at a roast one time. That guy could sit and just read a paper and make me laugh. 
And he did one of the newer roasts on Comedy Central. He literally sat there the whole time reading a newspaper, and somebody would rip on him, and he would just kind of put the put the paper down and look up like, huh, what? And then just go back to reading the paper. <laughs> the guy, his delivery is just, it's so amazing. Yeah, his delivery is funny. Oh, love, love that guy. So, yeah. yeah um, I would, I'm serious. I, I definitely want to see that CPO Sharky stuff that you have. So, yep. don't let me forget. I would love to watch it. All right. Uh, let's talk to me three before we go to emails. How about that? Not a lot to talk about yet. Uh, we do have, like, appointments for all hardware. It's like, uh, we're going to see Turtle Beach finally, which we haven't been able to crack Turtle Beach for years. So we're going to be talking to Turtle Beach. We're going to be talking, whoa, uh, Brambler just tweeted that there's an update file for the Rocket League beta. So something might be happening, folks. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. I just saw that pop up. Um, we've got Nyko. So I'm going to be seeing, hopefully, that Data Vault. I believe that, that they're going to say, I, I was going to see that Data Vault. Uh, we've got um, Steel Series. We're going to see something from Steel Series, and uh, a couple other hardware manufacturers. A couple games we can't talk about yet. They're not a lot. We're not allowed to talk about them yet. Uh, so we're getting some stuff scheduled. Uh, it's not getting crazy yet. I think it's going to get crazy. It sounds like in a couple of days. Uh, one of the people that we talk to a lot for Activision is like, "Be ready." So I don't know what's coming up from Activision. Like five different Call of Duties. Uh, it's going to be another. Five Destiny expansions. No, it's going to be another come sit in the stable center for... Oh, no, that's not <laughs> happening, by the way. I know you said that about that one thing, and it's not happening. Uh, so I, I got more details. Uh, so, yeah, we, we really don't know what's going on yet for a lot of this stuff, but it's you know it's a few weeks out still. We're, we're about uh, five weeks out, roughly, from E3. So it's, it's going to get nuts here in a couple of days, I think. Uh, the David Hayter stretch goal... Has been it was reached. Hit. Yeah, I retweeted it. That's freaking awesome. I'm going to have to get that game now because David Hayter is going to be a, a voice in that. Oh, game. you retweeted it. Look at you tweeting. When you were talking. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I figured you'd do it to me. I might as well do it to you. Oh, I see. Yeah. What's well, good look, you're the, tweeting a what's lot. What's good for the goose is good for that damn gander. Look at all these tweets. Yeah. Yeah. So, here, watch this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retweet this one, too. Oh, look at that. Boom. <laughs> I'm a little ways back. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, also E3, don't forget, round one, Saturday night. We're not, gonna do it. we're not doing it on Sunday because of the Bethesda thing. So Saturday, June 13th, we're going to start about 8 o'clock. There is a thread on our forums already about it. Uh, you know, if you're planning on coming, please let us know just so we know kind of who to look for and everything as well. So uh, there's a thread in the forums that, that URL is in the show notes for this week and last week. And uh, I just found out also, because you see Dave and Buster's talking about this a lot, but uh, Round 1 has the new Star Wars Battle Pod game. Nice. Yeah. And then, uh, where's the other thing? Andy found out that they have, oh, Sound Voltex. I don't know. It's an, I think it's another rhythm game. But he's freaking out because they have that. So, 8 o'clock, Round 1 in City of Industry. All the information's in that thread, so the address, everything else, uh, all the particulars that you need are in that thread over on our forum. So just let us know if you're planning on coming out. It'd be cool to see everybody. That's where we're going. We're going to go. We're going to see everybody else. We don't want to see each other. We got to see each other all week. We want to see other people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, please come out. Make us feel wanted, just for once. You've heard how how I'm berated all the time by Josh, made to feel small. 
Mm. So. And now you've got five other guys doing it to you. Yeah, well. All right, emails? Yes. All right. You want to do the first one? No. Why don't you do it anyway? Okay. Because isn't the second one sent to me? I don't know. Okay, so this one is from Havard Olofsson. Havard. Is it Havard? Hello, my name is Havard. From Norway. Two A's. Havard? Havard. Havard. From Norway. (laughs) From Norway. Olofsson. And I got a question for you too. Since we the are latest big in Norway, by the way, aren't we? Uh, Holy crap! Big in Norway, huge in Norway. Oh, I want to go to Norway. I do too, actually. I really, really do. I would love to go there. Wait, wasn't Norway the fifth? It was Oslo. Was the fifth city in Night on Earth? Wasn't it? The taxis. I'm pretty sure it was, and that was my favorite one. Anymore. Uh, that was the one where they were drunk in the back of the cab, uh, and it was just so. <laughs> they they were talking about their friend who was passed out, and eventually they turn on their friend who was passed out, and they're like, "Fuck that guy!" <laughs> Los Angeles, New York, Paris, Rome, and Helsinki. Helsinki, Finland. We were, we were looking for Helsinki. Damn it! It was Finland. That's right. Directed by Jim Jarmusch. Come on, folks. Yeah. I love that movie. Helsinki. That is one of my favorite Jarmusch movies. I haven't seen it for a long time. You actually, you froze me for a second there. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> that came out in 91. I'm like, oh, yeah. boy. I really love that movie. Because it's, it's uh, for people who don't know, it's five taxi cabs, five different cities at the exact same time. And it all plays out in real time. So it's like 20 to, it's between 20 and 30 minutes per cab. You see these five clocks in a room and it starts in LA and you go through all LA and that one ends and you go back to the room and the clocks roll back to that start time again. And the next clock is Paris. And then you see everything that goes down in Paris and then the clocks roll back. So you, you go through all the different cities and Man, it's awesome. Plus, it's soundtrack, Tom Waits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. The New York was amazing. Uh, actually, they were all amazing. They yeah, really they were. were. Good. Yeah. And Rome with uh, Roberto Benigni as the cab driver. <laughs> oh I don't remember. Gosh. Was he always smiling in this one, too? Hey! Oh, he was hilarious because he ends up picking up a priest yeah, and the whole time he's talking to the priest about how he used to, how he lived he's, on a he farm. Confession, basically. Yeah, and he was yeah. he had a pumpkin, and he would hollow out the pumpkin and bumpity 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 the pumpkin, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the priest is in the back like, <gasps> <laughs> like freaking out. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. Oh That's my good. gosh. Yeah. I love that movie. Long time. I'm gonna have to hunt that one down. I'm sure it's not anywhere digital. It isn't. No, and it's not anywhere physical either. That's one of those ones that's hard to find. I think it is out on some kind of format. I was actually thinking about it recently. Um, because every once in a while I think, oh yeah, I would love to see that again. 
and it's so hard to find. It's just never available anywhere. I've had a few of those lately that are kind of bumming me out that I can't find them anywhere. Oh, Criterion did one. Oh, nice. They did this one? There is oh, a shit. Criterion DVD for twenty four fifty. It might be on Hulu then. It's on Amazon Instant Video. Yeah, it might be on Hulu. It is on Amazon Instant Video? Yeah. I may have to put that in my queue. There's Hulu, a, Hulu has a deal uh, with, with Criterion. They have a, a lot of the Criterion movies. Uh, there's a German Blu-ray. Ooh, I bet you that's good. <laughs> Somebody's got to be pooping somewhere. Yep, they have the Criterion. Is this the Criterion? Well, of course. Guess who's on the cover of the German Blu-ray? Oh, no. Helmut Kohlkenberger. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Hulu has the Criterion version of Night on, Night on Earth. Nice. Uh, how do I add this to my queue from the website? Damn it. Check it out. This guy's name is Helmut Lampshade, some shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. (laughs) How the hell do I put this in my queue, stupid thing? Uh, Hulu. You know, I really like Hulu because I don't have cable at the house and everything, but my God, their interface is the worst. Mm. Like, I just want to add this to a queue. Let me put this on my... Holy shit, they got a bunch of Jarmusch movies on here. It sucks that this is only... Mystery Train, Permanent Mystery vacation. Train was awesome. Permanent Vacation's really good. Down by Law. Stranger Than Paradise, they got the Criterion. Hmm. Holy shit, they have five Criterions of Jarmusch movies. Oh my god! I love Mystery Holy Train. Holy shit, I may have to do a little film festival here. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, damn, it never, but at least it is on DVD. So it is there on yeah. Amazon on DVD. I am definitely, I might actually watch this tomorrow. Hmm. I haven't seen this in so long. Yeah. Hmm. What the hell were we talking about? We were oh, talking about Havard. that email. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> From uh, Norway. Not what we were talking about, but Norway. Right. Yeah. And Not I got Helsinki a question for you, we too. For. Yes. Helsinki, Finland. Helsinki, Spain? <laughs> Helsinki, Ohio, what? Uh, Okay, and I got a question for you too. Since the latest update on the PS4, my PlayStation has been regularly lagging when I play. Like last night, it happened two times over a few hours. It's even happened when I've been playing around with Spotify or other apps. I've checked and my PS4 isn't warm at all, and when it happens, a normal restart will normally fix the problem Mm. then and there. Uh, I hope you guys have some tips or some things I can try. I'm wondering if I should rebuild the database. I have no idea if it matters, but my hard drive on the PS4 is a Seagate laptop, SSHD, one terabyte, 5,400 RPM. Anyway, I'm a big fan of the podcast. Been listening to it for years now. And thank you for your help. (laughs) Yeah. After that, he's like, Finland, you assholes. (laughs) Uh, I've noticed also apps sometimes like actually Hulu. Um, when I go into the criterion list, if I scroll too far down, the entire app will crash and take me back to the, uh, interface. A lot of these apps really aren't built well. Let's just say that. Um, I've had times where I've tried to back out of a thing on Netflix and it just freaks out and all kinds of stuff. I have not noticed it after a specific firmware though. But he's talking about just playing it happens. And then he's talking about it even happened oh, with apps. Yeah. 
Uh, I've never seen it. It might be the hard drive. Yeah. Hard drive. Could, yeah, you might want to do the rebuild database thing uh, yeah. just because that'll help. You don't really have to defrag anything anymore because it uses what's called a journaled file system, which doesn't need to be defragged or anything. But sometimes uh, the database itself can get corruptions, and when you rebuild the database, that'll take care of it. So that might be a good idea. And if that doesn't work, the last resort, I would if – it's, if it's still lagging and everything and you're still having problems after rebuilding the database and it's a problem – yeah. I would wipe the hard drive and start fresh and see if that fixes it. Yeah. It depends on how much he has on there. I mean, yeah. if you have a lot of stuff downloaded, it's going to be a pain in the ass to download it all again. And I don't know if you have data caps in Norway. I don't know. They have them in places in Europe. Um, That's been getting less and less, though, I think. But, I know Canada doesn't have that anymore. They they deemed it unlawful. That's good. Yeah. Um, so that's one of those things. I mean, that that's your last resort. Uh, kind of thing to to try to do would be to just wipe the hard drive and and start fresh and download and see if that would fix it. If that doesn't fix it, maybe the hard drive itself is going bad. It's possible, yeah. Just or like possible. the cache or something's going bad in it. But uh, yeah. yeah, I would rebuild the database database first and then go from there. Yeah, um, obviously, back up your game saves to your cloud or to a USB drive before you do it. Yes, yeah, since you probably have more than a gig of game saves and you can't back them up to the <laughs> to the cloud, exactly. they better they better make that unlimited or 500 gigs or something ridiculous when we get to E3 this year. Yeah, that's the number one thing on my list right now that we need. Ugh. All right. Thanks for the email, man. Yeah, thank you. Number two from our <laughs> buddy Jason Packovich. Number two. <laughs> He <laughs> said number two. Uh, dear, or hi, Josh and Glenn. Thanks for posting so many Project Cars videos. Good job, Josh. No problem. Big, big question. Coming up with the U.S. release tomorrow, are you going to venture online with it and see how it performs? Fuck no. If he would only watch the streams. Uh, I'll be curious to see how it holds up and how it performs. So if you don't mind posting some feedback, I'd look forward to it. Well, number one. Uh, there should be a one of the replays. I actually put like actual uh, exports from Twitch up on YouTube, and I think one of them is when I went online. I only I've only done like two or three online races so far because, like I said, I didn't want to like taint things at all. I wanted to make sure that I was on the U.S. servers and, and check it out. The two times I did it, uh, it played great. I mean, it literally it played great. I had no problems whatsoever. Uh, voice chat worked. Everything worked fine. Uh, the cool thing is you can even create like uh, a private uh, private lobbies, all kinds of stuff, and it was pretty easy to get stuff in. So, but the problem is I couldn't get friends in because none of my friends have it yet. So, we'll be doing some more of that tomorrow. I'll probably stream it when I do it. I want to get the podcast out as soon as I can in the morning, and then we'll probably stream that afterwards. So, yeah, uh, sure. I mean, I'll obviously start trying it tomorrow when the servers go off, uh, online. Maybe even tonight. Who knows? After I eat dinner. At 9 o'clock at night. Oh, Because Josh is so mean. Made Aww. me start early. I was sitting here editing videos, <clears throat> putting them up on YouTube, and then Josh's like, we're going to do it now, motherfucker. That's right. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, definitely. But uh, like I said, as far as I know, it, it was great online so far. But all of a sudden, like, if a million people get on the servers and just slam them, who knows? It could be just god-awful. We've had that We've had that happen way too many times. That's why I'm afraid to, to mess with it now. Yeah. So I don't want the drive 
drive club debacle again where I started getting slammed. I think that's what people are skittish about right now. Yeah. So I ne- I can never do anything good enough for you. I can never do anything good enough for anybody. <laughs> All right. Are we done? Are we freaking done already? We are. Dude, it's like 830. No, oh. it's 930. That's 8.30 here. That's all that matters. It's 9.30. This is is PS Nation headquarters, so we go off our clock. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah, that's how it goes. All right. Uh, Well, if you want to shoot us an email like these fine folks, you can do that a few different ways. First off, go over to psnation.com. Look on that left side for the Contact Us section. You've got a little button you can press. You can send us an email that way. Our email address is on there. Our voicemail info is on there. Also, our Twitter info, our PSN IDs, again, because I still get it. If you're going to friend us on PSN, please just throw a little note in the thing that says PS Nation so that we know that you're from our community and not just some random person that was watching me on the, on the stream like so many people today. And again, if you get stuck trying to sign up for the forums, email me directly. Josh at PSNation.com. Yes, because then I will see it and then I will fix it. If yeah. you email the podcast email, it might get lost. Never. Uh-huh. I haven't seen any lately, though, because I get every single one that goes to the podcast one. I haven't seen any like that. Uh, and then, like Josh said, sign up for our forums. Hit that forums button on there, or you can just go to psnation.com slash forums. And, uh, yeah, sign up for our forums and get in on the conversations. I put a, f- I put a few things up today on there. Uh, also, my Project Car stuff, I've been kind of keeping a little running diary in there in, in the thread in the gaming section. So check all the cool stuff there. And like I said, if you're going to join us at round one, even if you're thinking about joining us at round one uh, on June 13th, you know, just post a little note in there. Just let us know that you're coming so we know who to look for and kind of maybe we can figure out how many people we got coming, that sort of thing. So that'd be cool. Uh, you can also email us directly at podcast at psnation.com. You can leave us a voicemail on Skype. Just call WDT-Torgo. And that's, a, you know, obviously just call and leave a voicemail that way. Uh, don't forget our Facebook page, which is just facebook.com slash PSN page. What, I always forget what it is. Every week I forget what it is. Let me look here. Facebook.com. It doesn't matter. It's being shut down anyway for the forums. No, no. The, the group is being shut down. We still have the page. We're going to keep the page. We're just going to get, because that doesn't have all the crazy comment section and everything else. You can just comment on individual things on here. Uh, it's just facebook.com slash psnation page. So, yeah, because the group, it's just ebbing and flowing right now. But the group, I'm like, some people are using the group as like their personal wall almost. Like, hey, today I went and had lunch at Taco Bell. Like, what does that have to do with gaming, really? I'm not sure. So, yeah, like people are messaging me, when are you going to get rid of the group? When are you going to get rid of the group? But people are still using it, so what am I going to do? Going to get rid of it. That's what you're going to do. I think we'll have a big party one day. We'll stream it when I hit the delete button. Hey. I'll have to be home for that, though, because I'll set up like a couple of different machines so I can so I can record the screen so you can all see me click delete. PlayStation Home is gone. This has yeah. to go, too. Yeah. It's time. Well, I finally took PlayStation Home out of my email signature because I just realized it was in there today. Oops. Yeah. Oh, might still be on mine. Yep. I want to check that. Uh, also, if you if you like to stream your podcast via Stitcher, you can go over to Stitcher.com. Either hit it on the website or hit it on the app, and you can find us in the video game section there. 
Uh, don't forget Twitter. You can follow Josh at PJF Josh or the main account at PS Nation. And again, uh, you might want to follow PS Nation, especially for E3, because we're going to be posting a lot of stuff on there all throughout the week. Uh, that'll be kind of the, the one big source for everything. That and our, our website, obviously. Uh, don't forget we're uh, the VGEVO.com podcast network that we are a part of. Go check out all those podcasts at VGEVO.com. Uh, don't forget our website, PSNation.com, and the damn forums, people. I keep telling you. And last but not least, on PSNation.com, the affiliate link section. Uh, instead of us putting a Patreon up or any of the other stuff, all we ask is that if you go shopping at one of the stores that we have on the affiliate link section, instead of just going to the URL for that site, use our link instead. Whatever you buy, we get a little piece of the action. It doesn't change anything for you at all. You don't have to pay any extra. Nothing changes, but we get a little piece of it, and that way uh, we can pay for our web server. We can pay for this expensive-ass trip out to E3. We can pay for all the burgers that Emra needs at E3. Oh, good God. Yeah, I mean, that alone will be like five grand. Seriously. So, uh, But that helps us, and that helps us bring you better content, uh, especially video, audio, all that stuff. So that will help greatly if you all could help us out with that. And that's it. Let's get out of here. Yay. Next week, I'm doing all the stuff at the end of the show at the beginning. We're doing it before new releases. Because by this time, nobody's listening to the podcast anymore. Well, that's true. Yeah. Well, this is when we have to break some like really cool stuff. Well, we didn't mention the Fallout 4 thing. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So everything leaked today that somebody leaked something on, the, I think, like their LinkedIn profile or something. Uh, that Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro's studio is going to do the trailer for Fallout 4. And that Fallout 4 is a thing. So now I think we can pretty much expect that at the Bethesda, at the Bethesda thing, like I said. I've been telling people that. I'm like, it's got to be Fallout 4. Either that or a new Skyrim. But with Elder Scrolls Online, I thought it would be Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You played those games, didn't you? Yeah. Like New Vegas and all that stuff? Uh, I didn't play New Vegas. I got so bogged down in Fallout 3. Like, I had played the original Fallout 1 and 2 on the PC. Sure. That's when I was in my PC gaming phase. Sure. Um, And I freaking loved them. That's why I was so excited for 3. But with 3, I did my RPG bog down where... I'm picking stuff up all I'm exploring everywhere and I'm picking everything up that I possibly can. And then suddenly I couldn't walk because that's how they dealt with that. They, you could pick up everything you, you possibly wanted, but when you got too much, it got too heavy and you physically could not walk. Yeah. So you had to start dropping stuff. And then I'm like in that Sophie's choice. Well, Oh, what am I going to do? I can't drop that. What if I need it? It could be something special. Well, you have to make choices. That's all part of the role-playing oh, experience. That's a fucking nightmare. I can't do that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I had all kinds of problems with that. So, oh. yeah. I, I, man, I love the game. I mean, what am I going to do? Um, it just became a nightmare. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I mean, it's kind of funny because everybody... Th- I mean, everybody kind of expected a Fallout 4 eventually. I don't think this is that big of a surprise, really. I mean, it's ni- I guess it's nice for fans to hear that it's actually most likely happening. And I mean, there's always that little chance that all that is, you know, all that's being released like bullshit. But you got to expect that it's going to be real. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's coming. Um, 
There's no reason to believe it wouldn't be at this point. Right. I just wonder if it's going to be a buggy mess like the other two. Mm, it's possible. <laughs> I don't know, though. I mean, because now you're on new generation uh, of consoles. and Yeah. Mm. These consoles will be more powerful. They can handle a lot more of that stuff. The glitches will be even cooler. Yeah. What are you reading? I can hear you clicking. No, I'm trying to... Um, <laughs> I'm in Photoshop right now because I'm already working on the banner for Project oh, Sharky. Ah! <laughs> I think every banner for the month of May should have that picture of Keith. <laughs> 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 oh, I love that banner. Well, I told him. I, w- I wasn't sure how he was going to take it. Uh, but he said it was perfect, and I said, well, it seemed appropriate. Yeah. So. Oh, God. Yeah. That had me laughing today. So. Yeah, I have to see if I can extract uh, what I need from this. This is going to be a huge pain in the ass to do this banner. That's a shame. <sighs> Fuck. Not my problem. Yeah, exactly. I should just cheat and just... <laughs> Not use what I want to use, but I'm not going to. I really want to use this, so it's going to be a huge pain in the ass to do this banner. Well, it's you, your it's your choice. You people Nobody told you to use it. Better appreciate it, goddammit. A lot of people appreciate the banners. I think we see a lot of comments on them. Yeah, your artistic side coming out. Yeah, yeah. I go a little overboard sometimes, and it's oh, it's too much. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> Nobody told you to. Somebody did. Uh, no, your own brain told you to. Exactly. No, told you somebody not did. My problem. Not my problem, sir. Uh, All right. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, like I said, you'll be you'll be enjoying the comedy stylings of Norm Macdonald. There's one clip I really want to use, and I don't think I should. <laughs> but it's hilarious. It's him and Will Ferrell. It's his first album. And it, the, the the skit is called The First Two Men. Oh, what is it like? Oh, I know yeah. that one. I love that. I love that one so much. Yeah. Because then it keeps happening. Like, Will Ferrell keeps popping up in the album the rest of the way through. Like, oh, God. But I better not use it. I'll be good. Uh, all right. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, Till next week, we will talk to you very soon. Get out there, play some games. Have a great one. Bye. (sighs) Goodbye. (laughs) So they wanted me to do the stand-up bit I used to do called Star Search and put it on the album. And I'm like, no, man, that bit's outdated. It's not even that funny. So they're like, we know. That's why we're making it a hidden track. So then I'm like, I don't follow. So they're like, it's a hidden track. We hide it so it can never be found and no one's the wiser. So I'm like, that's genius. It's perfect for my lame star search bit. Let's hide that fucker good. Hey, but you know what's a great show? Star Search. You ever watch that show? God damn. That is an excellent show. Excellent. I'll tell you what the best thing about Star Search is. You get to see the stars of tomorrow today. You don't have to wait an extra day.
My favorite things on Star Search is the junior dancers. Those are my favorite, you know. I love those junior dancers because I, I like how Ed introduces them, you know. It's always like, uh, Hot property! <laughs> then they all come dancing. <laughs> Too cute for you! <laughs> the funny thing about the junior dancers is it's not like if they win, they're going to go on to become junior dancers. Like... <laughs> There's no place in show business for that, you know? That's <coughs> not like you're ever hanging out. Hey, honey, what do you want to do tonight? Go see a movie or something? Or maybe uh, grab a beer down at the bar or something? Hey, hey, I know. I know a good thing. Hey, why don't we go to that new joint they got down on Main Street there? That's a good club. They got uh, six-year-olds dancing. <laughs> yeah, I understand uh, Hot Property's going to be there tonight. They're good. Yeah, that's right, little children. Yeah. Yeah, but they're better live than on TV, I've heard. They're good, they're dancing. That's right, little children dancing. Come on, honey, get your coat, let's go. We gotta beat the... The bands always name themselves bad on that show, too, man. They kind of brag in the title of their band. They're always like, hot property, you know? Like, that's going to help them win. They just look like a jackass. You can't, you can't brag about yourself in the name of your band. It's crazy. Then it makes for these really weird intros for Ed. You know, he's like, This next band has been kicking around the Boca Raton area for the last 16 years. Now, America, say hello to... Hot Property! And they come running out there. Guy's got a guitar going, you know. And it's bad too when they lose, you know, because with a band with a great name like Hot Property or something like that, you know, they lose. It looks horrible, you know. And it's always the bands with the like uh, great names they lose, and the bands with the horrible names win, you know. That's always like, ah, it's time for the judges' decision. And you ever see the judges, too, on Star Search? You know, they're always kind of lame, like you never heard of them or anything, you know? Just got to take their word for it that they're... <laughs> they always have these suspicious credentials, you know? It's like, as I meet our judges, he is the president and chief operating officer of Trimedia Artists Incorporated and represents such stars as Meadowlark Lemon. There he is, a bald guy with glasses. <laughs> then they cut to a bald guy with glasses. <laughs> now it's time for a judge's decision. Another tough decision for the judges. Our challengers, hot property receive one and a quarter stars. Our champions, Chunk of Shit, receive four stars, Chunk of Shit, another perfect score. Come on over here, Chunk of Shit. Ha-ha!
That's the greatest when he calls him over. Sometimes you even got some good news for him. That's the fucking coolest, you know? It's like, chunk of shit! How would you feel if I told you you're in the semifinals? You know what else he does, Ed, when he gets, when he gets the little junior dancers out? I swear to God, he's real cute with them. He's good with kids and everything. But he always does the same fucking joke every goddamn time. He gets like the little junior dancers out. He's like, hey, they're up and at him. Now, let me ask you something. If you win, what are you going to do? What would what, what you like to do with your future? And then the little girl's like, well, uh, I want to grow up and uh, I want to make a lot of money. And then he goes, you sound like my wife. Ah! <laughs> she sounds like my wife. 